going on there, Bears fans? We are back at it again. Another episode of The Tailgate Show. We got our boy, Air Jair. He's fresh off the indie game. And, of course, we got B. Diddy coming to you live from Connecticut. What's up, boys? What's up? What's the good word? Oh, what a time was had. Yeah, Jerry, you uh, you went out there and saw something, huh? You really, uh, we should probably just jump right into that. Jerry was, of course, at the game in Indy, and uh, it wasn't the most uneventful uh, game after all, was it? No, it was quite shocking, actually. We had a lot of fun with the uh, Colts fans as the, they were sitting. Well, I definitely had a lot of fun with them as they were sitting in there and commiserating about the loss of their quarterback. It was surreal, dude. It was so surreal. We're sitting there, and then, you know, Braggs is next to us, and he's like, did you see this? And it's like, did I see what? He's like, Schefter just reported that Luck retired. He's like, nuh-uh, no way. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, every Colts fan around us had their phone out just looking at it, and they had this blank stare, you know. They're just hoping – Hoping it was, that it's, a, it's like they've been had, the, that it's a fake Schefter looking for the uh, check mark. They were like, looking. It can't be real. <laughs> it, no, it was very real. And it reminded me, you know, the feeling we had after the kick. It was that uh, kind of feeling. It was just like you could feel the air come out of the stadium. It was geez. it was surreal. And me, I had a few uh, drinks in me, so I, I just reminded them, you know, that, hey, uh, Jay Cutler didn't quit in the third preseason game. And, yeah, uh, it's true. you know, total dick move. And also, you know, I remind them that look, jerseys are half off in the stadium gift shop. If you guys would like to have one, <laughs> <laughs> well, unlike I, luck, I was really uh, like, fuck that, man. It's like, I, luck, I, I color won a championship there, right? Didn't hey, color huh? win a championship there in high school? Yeah. He's a state champion. 2000, I think 2000. So, yeah. Sorry, Jerry, what were, what were your thoughts from the actual game, though? Like, what were you seeing? What I saw? Um, the, the best thing I see is that the defense is getting turnovers with the backups, and that's contagious. Uh, Vauders is making himself a real tough cut, a really, really tough cut. And... Uh, we might we might have a backup offensive lineman. You know, those are the big things that I saw. What school is he from? Hmm. <laughs> he, they can produce linemen. We'll give them that. Still waiting on that running back from Notre Dame. There you go. I said it. Are you happy? Did I appease you, Diddy? Did that make you feel better? You feel like more of a man now. <laughs> when were you waiting for that though? Like before or after Jerome Bettis? Oh, definitely after. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny, though, because, I mean, like, they they hadn't obviously planned on throwing bars out there, um, you know, a tackle, but uh, it worked out. I mean, you know, all things considered, though, that's jump time. You're looking at third and fourth options on their on their team, so. Right, but it's really, yeah, but I don't know if you see that if, if uh, Clemmings and uh, – Coward and, and you know they don't have the injuries. I just, sure. I mean, from what I've seen, the way that they're operating is that people start inside, 
even if they are, you know, outside potential. I, I was surprised that Kareth White played. I, I was shocked. I, I, yeah. He played a little bit. I mean. I didn't uh, see that many snaps that he got. Huh? No, he didn't. I don't have a snap count thing or anything like that. Right. But I was like, oh, well, Kareth's playing. Okay. Then, uh, I don't think you think he's a, like you think he's a lock. Well, after that, after yes. the way Nall played, yes. I don't, I don't know, man. I think Nall, you know, it's kind of hard to deny that guy at this point. He needs a roster spot. Yeah, I, I, think I, I disagree. I think his predictability makes him. I mean, I was feeling the, the same he way. He makes but, him the Jordan Howard guy, and. I said that last week, but I'll tell you what, that 69-yard run, that kind of changed my mind a little bit. He, he had some afterburners on that play. I, He's not one-dimensional, though. He was catching, too. Earlier in the preseason, he showed his hands. Like, this guy, he's, he's, he's working, man. Like I, like I said, I put out on Twitter, I'd like to see him in a Chris Cooley role. I know, A, you don't think there's going to be a need for a fullback, but, like, if there if there is a play where there is a fullback, tight end, halfback. At the end of the day, I have no idea. That's just my thought because of the way the roster yeah. seems to be constructed thus far. They, they kinda, right. it, it kind of felt like Nall was just like a, another Tanner Gentry that he's there because he's there. Like it wasn't like, you know, you know, I mean, he was on the practice squad all year. But I tweeted out, you know, what the hell is this guy doing on the damn practice squad all last year with Burton and Mizell on the roster? Like, I'm sorry, but right. that's that's bad. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, it, it, he looked good in the preseason. Now he's looking really good. And Mizell and Burton were just trash. Like, how do you not? I don't know. Like, I, I, it's really bizarre to me. I mean, we know the, the deal with Burton that he's, you know, Trubisky's best buddy. But Mizell, like, what the hell, man? Like, we well, were beating that into the ground. But I'm just saying, like, how does that guy not, how does thing, he hey, all not get a shot? One thing's for sure, he is making it very difficult to make that cut. Well, that will be a me, tough cut. And like we said, I, go ahead. Like we said, you know, that's that's what you want from players. You want it to be tough. You don't want them to. You want to put good tape out there and really show them that you have some explosive, uh, bleh, explosive plays. Yeah. And inside of you well, and. I, when you make it tougher on the coaches, that's that's exactly what you want. You're you're pushing everybody that's ahead of you or behind you. Yeah. And me by me by saying, saying like a Chris Cooley rule is just talking about potential. I don't really know how he is as a blocker. I didn't really look at that, evaluate his blocking skills. But if he can do that and he's willing to do that, I know that he wanted to be a halfback. He didn't want to be but, a fullback. That was well, one of his things about coming here in the first place. There's a so, hell of a lot of there's a hell of a lot of wide receivers that. Wanted to play quarterback. You know no, what I'm right. saying? Yeah. And I'm also going to say has, that maybe that's your, maybe that's your fix at tight end. I don't know. Well, that's what I'm trying I'll, to I'll say. I'll say that out there. Chris, Chris Cooley played halfback, tight end, fullback. Like, he was versatile, and that's what Nagy likes. I hope if Nall can prove that he can do that. He's got the hands. He's got the athleticism. That, he's not, that much, he's the, not much smaller than, Bert, than, than Trey. You know, that is really. one knock, though, that he is he is just a running back. There's not I, much he else wants with. to be just a. He can catch, man. 
I don't know. Why are you talking about that he can't play special teams, Jerry? I don't what? know. I don't know that he's much on the special teams unit. I think, whereas, I think he's. Whereas Kenneth White he's, is a returner, you have that guy. White is faster. That's all I've seen. He's faster. But like, uh, to be honest, he's been okay. Uh, he's his runs. It's like mm, he's been okay. He's fast. Nolls had more production. Right, but does being a returner, how much value does that have, really? I mean, and like that's a, you got Cohen, you got right. Patterson. Like, you even have Shelly. You, you know, like you have, I mean, there's a lot of guys oh, that, that could return. That's another games. guy that left me an impression from the game. Duke Shelly struggled. He struggled versus Indy, I thought. I mean, I... Yeah, I heard, I, heard, I heard a mixed review on him. I mean, you were there, and so I definitely take your word for it. But but I heard people saying, like, that for the most part, he's in position that maybe he's just a little too that – that he's a little too aggressive, um, you know, when the ball's actually thrown to him, you know, that, that uh, you know, he's, try, he's trying too hard to, you know – make a big play instead of just making the play that's in front of you. I think Hogan Johns are saying he hasn't been on the outside much either. That's true. Right. Well, and I don't think that he's going to be, um, you know, I, I think that, uh, what's, Oh, I can't remember his name. It's not Franklin, but it's the other guy that, that got burnt on that, uh, on that touchdown where the guy just spun away Thomas. from him. Yeah. Thomas. Yeah. I think he's, I think that guy is not, he's no longer uh, on the, on the uh, cusp of anything anymore. I'm going to type around Den, Denmark too. I think he's maybe get on the practice squad. It's just like, yeah, well, they're saying Denmark is going to be an IR. I mean, that's, yeah. that's the thought process. But even in training camp, it wasn't that. We, yeah, I but he's, I mean, he's. Well, I don't know that. I mean, I think his body is what it is. I just think everybody talked about him being a pretty big project. I mean, I think you want to talk about his body. I think there was pause. I think there was (laughs) too much. I think there was too much hype in general on the UDFAs. I mean, you know, like I don't really, I don't, I'm not really seeing. I told you, Waters. I told you, Waters was my guy. (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't really see anything that's like that exciting i mean uh austin from the from hallis hall brawl wrote that he you know thinks that these tight ends next year are going to be something and i'm like man i don't know Mm. like bunting and raymond and jesper like i mean pretty nice catch at the end of the the end of the preseason game i mean yeah yeah, but but at the end of the day though, a tight end has to do a lot of dirty work. And like, if you think you're gonna be like a pretty tight end who gets to just prance out there and high point the ball, you know, and and be you know catch fades and fourth down, well then you're probably Adam Shaheen, and we already have that guy. So I will say that like, on the latest, I I'm gonna reference their podcast. It's Hogan Johns on their the latest one. They seem to think that there's a possibility we carry five, and that. If we carry five, that one of them will make the practice squad. So, I mean, I don't know. Take that for what it is. Right. I mean, I, I don't know. Well, I that, hear that seems to be their thought yeah. process. 
I mean, I, I can't remember if it was them or somebody else I was listening to. It might have been Lester Wilfongas. He had a, he did a podcast where he basically just predicted the roster. Um, and he was, I'm not sure if it was him or somebody else, but they were basically saying, and I think it was a good point, is that too much gets made of this, you know, well, they might not make it to the practice squad thing, you know, because at the end of the day, teams are trying to keep their own guys. Like, you know, most of the guys who you want to get to the practice squad are going to get to the practice squad. I mean, you know, it's it's pretty rare, um, you know, when when, you know, somebody's that great. And I think so. I think that most of the guys that we want to get there are probably going to get there. Yeah, if you claim them, you have to put them on the 53. Right. That's Here's the thing. a question. Yeah. Here's a question. Kareth mm-hmm. White versus Ryan Null. Who would you rather take that chance with to get to the 50, to get to the practice See, squad? See, I think both of them will make it to the practice squad. I don't think anybody's putting them on their 53. Period. Uh, Null might make a 53. I, I think, I disagree. I think that it would, if, it, if it was going to be anybody for me, it would be White just because of his speed. Yeah, I well, guess I well, just both feel like, of them, both of them might make a 53. I just feel like a lot of teams have these guys. I mean, you know, like I don't really, you know, I think I think we fall in love with our own guys because we watch them so much, and I just don't really think, you know, I don't know, I don't really, I don't really feel like uh, that everybody else is as high on, I mean, you know, on these guys. I mean, I would say probably, um, you know. I mean, they both flash in the preseason, let's be honest, but Nall did last year, and he didn't have any trouble, yes. you know, getting to the practice squad. And, I mean, I don't know. I well, just, the whole thing I, is, I don't, too, if they, I don't if think they clear waivers, any. sorry, yeah. if they clear, they clear waivers, they, they, they could sign wherever they want. Correct. I just, so and you've you got, could lose them there. You've got running back, and you have a running back, one running back hungry team right now. Who just lost Lamar Miller for the year, mm-hmm. looking for a replacement. Who also has Jadavid and Clowney on the way, the wire. It sounds like you yeah. talk about Null for Clowney. <laughs> I'm talking. There, there might be a Wheeler deal there. No, they're, they're not giving up. You'd have to give up like two first-round draft picks if you throw Null at them for Clowney. Well, I've, <laughs> oh, we're I've not talking that. about that. I mean, what you had a good. No. I, I, the, at first, I shot your idea down, but what was it that you said, Jared? <laughs> what Mike was your Davis, trade idea? Uh-huh. Mike Davis and Leonard Floyd for Jadavion Clowney, straight up. Would you do it? But I didn't think so at first, but then I was looking at Clowney's stats. And I kind of have this idea in my head that he's like real injury prone, but he's he's really only missed two games in the last three years, and he's put up some big numbers in the sacks and quarterback hits department. Like he's, I mean, you know, and obviously he's playing opposite J.J. Watt, but you know, if he can imagine here, opposite be, Khalil Mack. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, at first I was like, nah, you know, which is normally just my natural reaction to disagree with everything but like, <laughs> but then then I thought about it and I was just like hmm <laughs> hold on how I'm often still- do teams how we don't know how he is behind the scenes but like there's got to be a reason like it, you don't just let elite pass rushers because you can't pay him that's the reason they can't pay him they don't want to get something him. for him before you yeah 
Because here's the thing is that the franchise tag doesn't really work anymore. Every, anybody can just pull a Le'Veon Bell if they want now, you know, true, and, true. and sit out. I mean, this is why the, this is why the Giants traded OBJ. It's why the Steelers traded Antonio Brown. Those teams ate big money to get rid of those guys because they don't want to deal with the with the headache. Now, I don't think that Jadavian Clowney is that. I don't. He, I've never really heard any issues with him being like a, you know, like a media problem or you know anything like that off the field issues. I mean, well, but, I put in a, I put in a chat too that he's, uh, what the report that it possibly a second round could get him. Wouldn't it be something if the second round pick that we get from Oakland would secure us Jadavian Clowney for a year? Yeah, that would Wouldn't be that that right. would be for, a, for only a year. That's another thing. He's got one. He's got one year left on his deal, I just should, like Leonard. We, we, we can't afford to pay him. Well, no, I know, but I mean, like, if you're asking me if 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 I would rather have Jadavian Clowney or Leonard Floyd for a year, I would take Clowney. Either way, you've you, got to pay. You've, you've got to play for a second round pick for a year. Uh, maybe no, and not. That's... Well, not and Floyd, not and Floyd. No. Right. And we're not saying and Floyd. I mean, and if you if all you do is give up a second round pick and you could add that guy, like if you if you if we had Floyd Clowney and Cleo Mack, holy shit, that's yep. a pretty good second What's round up? pick you're giving up though. Like Oakland, <laughs> is I don't it? See them being that great. Is it though? It's a second round pick. Right, and it was a, and we swindled that second round pick. That's that's like well, how we don't have a, we don't have a first. Like I don't know. I know, but we swindled that for thing. a year rental. I don't know. Like it was just a thought. Ryan Pace, Ryan like, Pace, like something. Ryan Pace was oh. run, running out of uh, the Davis the Davis Mansion with Khalil Mack, and he's like, "Oh, give me this pick too." And they're like, "All right." <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, the Floyd swap. Just imagine. The Floyd swap. The Floyd swap would make more sense. He's on his fifth year, right? Yeah, he's he's in his final year of his deal. But but the they, so they, they both are. That's which would make sense. They would have to. They would have to really like Davis though to make that deal because what, what does that get? That trades them for a Floyd, who's pretty much an underachieving player, who's also gonna want a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I don't know why Houston does that deal. I don't know if Mike Davis is sweet. Well, then you sweet could, the pot enough. I would. I would say that you could sign Leonard Floyd. I mean, from what from what I've heard, Houston also wants another receiver because they need a, they feel they need a bookend to Hopkins. So you know, maybe you could trade a, a Javon Wims or, you know, I just don't think they're gonna do anything like that. I mean, I really yeah. feel like, like I feel like the roster is pretty much set. I feel like they already know what's going on. We're not bringing in any any soccer players to to kick, you know, like. I mean, I just don't. I, they already had their kicker circus. They're not gonna start it up again. I mean. Oh uh, yeah, from '58, brother. From '58, and there was yeah, no man. doubt. The, that was the, like, woo! I, I was screaming, brother. It's like, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it's you know, it's definitely in a very controlled environment in that stadium and whatnot. But I mean, that was definitely true and and strong, and probably would have been good from about '61, from what I yeah. saw. And back to this, the Floyd thing, like we don't, this coaching staff may be able to tap into something that we haven't seen out of him yet. They, they That's raved true. about him, you know. Yeah, but every freaking coaching staff has raved about him so far. I mean, he's like, you know, yeah, like 
I just, I don't know. I proven mean, proven commodity over unproven. I mean, yeah, or less, far <laughs> less, far less proven. proven. Commodity, yes, yeah. far less proven. I mean, like I said, it's just us spitballing here, but I was just like, boy, that'd be a tough one to say no to. You know, as a Bears fan, I'd be like, Ugh. I mean, we wouldn't, I don't know that we'd be able to sign him, but for one year, I don't know if we're going to be able to sign Leonard Floyd either. So, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I don't Or if, I, or if we I, even I, want to. Right. <laughs> well, that's going to be the problem is that you want Leonard Floyd to have a big year, right? But you also don't want him to have too big of a year because if he has too big of a year, you know, he's, he's going to get himself out. Right. I mean, he's just going to, he's going to command big money. I mean, that's just the, that's just the reality is that, you know, that's what the market is. I mean, that's just, you know, that's what's funny. I was listening to, to uh, Yurkovich and he was talking about how, you know, how badly the the Players Association blew the, con- the uh, collective bargaining agreement by letting the owners limit the, the money that the young players could get, you know, because basically, you know, his point was that the the veteran salaries actually get driven up by the young players. And now, you know, what you're getting is, is not that, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's kind of in this weird space, you know, where the quarterbacks are getting these huge contracts. And then like a couple people on each team are getting these huge contracts and everybody else is kind of stuck in the middle. And, and the people that are the most stuck in the middle are the running backs right now. Oh yeah. They're hurting. Cause they're hurting. the thing that, the thing that kind of surprises me so far is that, you know, with production, you know, you'll get with that scenario, the prices are getting drove up too because production says I am worth more than X. Right. So when I'm right. worth more than X, I want to be paid more than X and right. I'm willing to sit out for it. And that's where the players, the vets are really got them by the balls. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but it's just, you know, the, the I think that, you know, his point was that the whole 50-year option thing is a bad deal for the players and, you know, some of the, you know, some of the other things. I mean, when you look at the, the contracts that, like, uh, Sam Bradford and some of these guys got compared to, you know, how the, the rookie contracts are very, uh, you know, rigidly structured now. You know, obviously they can, you know, kind of get these bigger signing bonuses, but there are limits on what they can get in different rounds. So, I mean, they kind of fantasy football right now. No, we're talking salaries. No, no, Uh, I'm just saying all these trade scenarios. We don't know what the hell we're thinking. Right. No, I mean, the the one thing I think is that I I think Ryan Pace and Nagy pretty much know what the roster is going to be. I don't think that this upcoming game is going to really sway too many more decisions. Um, you know. I'm just the only thing that it played into my mind was like, well, we didn't think we'd have Khalil Mack this time last year, and then boom, absolutely. it happened out of, Absol- out of nowhere. Absolutely, but I think that they, uh, I mean, yeah, but I, I think, think I think Pace wants to be right on Floyd. I agree. Yeah. I think that is something that Pace definitely always seems to want to do is is. Uh, <laughs> Is Correct. make sure that he's right, you know, and he'll, you know, kind of hold on to. I mean, you know, the argument is that you already spent the draft capital, so you've already invested in them, so you might as well, you know, hold on to the guy and see if he pans out. You don't want to 
put in all this time and then have it pan out in somebody else's locker room. But it's, I mean, it gets rough after a while watching these guys. You know. Yes, sir. You think about, I want. I just want to think about this for a second. About we're gonna go back to the game that was mm-hmm. in Indy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got a question about that. Sorry, Jer. You, you're from Nick, you, you're from Indiana. Yeah, go ahead. Fire. The the way the announcers start off. Number one, the announcers are brutal for the Colts. But uh, they yes. started off the game saying the roof the roof is open, the windows is open. What's yeah, up? what's a, up with that? Okay, at Lucas Oil, the roof is retractable, left to right, or however you're looking at it. And the, on the sides, the window panels swing left and right to open up as well. So. No, I get that, dude. They said the the roof is open, the windows is open. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's that good talk. They got a pork tenderloin they're eating too, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm trying oh, to get. <laughs> oh, you're, you're cute. He's like, uh, he's like, I don't know what's wrong with that. That's how we talk. <laughs> that's how it's done. <laughs> but I'm I'm ready to see Nick Witkowski on the outside. Agreed. I'm Nick, ready. Nick Witkowski caused that fumble that uh, Deion hey, Bush balling, ran man, back. That bit. wasn't like a that wasn't like a straight pick. That was that reminded me of Roquan uh, yes. causing the fumble and Eddie Jackson getting the ball Scooping and running score. it back. Yeah, like Quit's been getting his hands dirty, man. He's been he's been in wow. he's been in a lot of plays. I mean, he should, because you know he's, on, he's on the damn bubble and he's making a decent amount of money, so he has to know that, you know. Uh, I don't feel like he's on the bubble anymore. No, I no, and, and I think he's a trusted guy. Like that's the thing that that we forget is that these guys have built up some equity and some trust with with even though Fangio's not there anymore, you know, with Nagy, with Pace, they're not gonna, you know, just because some young guy comes up and you know, looks really good against some third stringers, you know, they're not going to, um, you know, just get rid of a guy. There's a reason why they gave him that contract too, you know, cause they obviously like him. If they didn't, if they didn't like him, they wouldn't give him that contract and they'd bring in, you know, it would be like an open, um, you know, pure open competition. So I think he would have to do a lot bad to, to get cut. Um, well, especially got- at that position, which isn't especially deep. Sorry, he's got, he's got the green dot, so he has to call the defense for the second team. You know what I'm saying? Right, and that's the other thing. <clears throat> that, you know, who's the who's the other guys that can do that? Not many. Right. And you got these uncle these Uncle Rico types that are complaining about reps for the starters, but at the same time, we're having our having our backups get these reps is actually I think really important because they're going to be they're going to be prepared to come in like you. You've got to think about it. Like this is this is finally a team where undrafted free agents want to come, right? Right. And right. if they if to top it off, if they know they have there's a coach here that isn't going to play the starters, that's going to actually give these guys probably the biggest opportunity. With, also, the other teams that are are taking this route where they can actually stage themselves, I think it's great because we we have a better chance of finding diamonds in the rough. Do you know what I mean? Because they're they're getting the opportunity to play these full games. And I, is, I, said, I mean, ultimately, we're seeing the future of the preseason. I mean, which I think is not going to be much. I think, you know, what's going to happen is there's going to be more joint practices and there's going to be, you know, maybe there'll be more regular season games. Maybe there won't, but there's definitely going to be less preseason games. I mean, the way that I look at it is like 
why don't they put a red shirt on the quarterback in the preseason? I, I don't understand why you wouldn't. I mean, these guys are making, you know, 10 to $30 million a year. you know, And so why wouldn't you just do that? I mean, I would go like, you know, and make it more of a glorified scrimmage and, and then maybe the, the first teamers will play. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think, you know, I don't, I don't know what's gained out of going like full contact at all in the preseason. I mean, you're seeing these guys go down. You see Lamar Miller tear his ACL. You see, you know, um, I mean, I think it was in practice, but, but the Derwin James, the um, charger safety, you see that the, the Lions center Frank Ragnow is hurt. You know, I mean, it's just guys after guys after guys. And you, I'm just sitting there going, fuck man, look, don't play. I'm, anybody. Glad, I'm glad Nagy did. I'm glad Nagy did what he did right now. You know, and then you got some guys who, you know, and I like I like Moon Moan, but Moon Moan's, you know, talking about like conspiracy theories, like like that Nagy's hiding Mitch, and you know what's, you know, it, why is he why is he uh, not putting him out there? Is he afraid that we're, you know, he's gonna see that that he's not where he needs to be and all this stuff? And it's just like, no, it's just it's just risk or reward. At the end of the day, like the risk does not match the reward. What is the exactly. upside of getting these guys out there, especially getting them out there against some some guy who's like trying to make the team and make a name for himself? Get that get those they're fucking not guys even, away from my quarterback. They're not game planning. Like, okay, right. so he's he's getting used to some snaps and maybe exactly. a couple series, but they're not hardcore game planning for this. No. So like no. he's I mean, no. you got to Mitch has been in back with the team since April. Do you know what I mean? Like they, they're going mm-hmm. through the playbook. They're they're practicing like crazy. They're he he's in Green Bay mode right now, and I'm okay with that. Right. Exactly. I mean, I just and and yeah, Chase Daniel looks bad, and Chase Daniel looks like he's getting old really fast, and that sucks. But let's not forget that the Eagles paid Chase million Chase Daniel seven million dollars not too long ago. Like this is not some this is not like some you know like a classroom tutor that they slapped a helmet on uh, and and fortunately uh, that's the reality of who he is now. No, uh, but just let's not, no, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not sitting here defending how he's playing now, but I'm just saying like people are acting like he's a bum and yes. we have to get rid of this guy. <laughs> and he's not, he's playing, he's not playing with the first team you offensive this, line. I, 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 you I know what though? It's watching it in person. It was self-preservation. Yes, he's not playing with it's the like, first I'm team offensive line. How did he do when he did? The last time he played with our starting offensive line, how did he do? He went one and one. Yeah. He did one one. He did fine against Detroit, and and he, he almost and beat he, New York. And, and and he yeah he played all right in New York. I mean that was a shitty game. <laughs> like the defense lost that game. That was a <laughs> shitty Giants team. Okay. The, the, yeah, the, but we shouldn't have even been close. Well. They still had Saquon Barkley, and they still gave up that third down, and they still gave up that stupid field goal at the end of the first half, and they had plenty of chances to win that fucking game. They got momentum after the after they ran the you know the the freezer play, and that game is not on Chase Daniel. Sure, if Mitch Trubisky right. plays, we win, but you can't blame that game on Chase. So I'm watching that game right against the Colts. I'm like Kelly, better than Daniels, right? Would you guys agree? Kelly, who's Kelly? The Quarterback for the Colts. Quarterback? Yeah, better he played better than Daniels. Bray played better uh, than Daniels has all preseason. I don't care what unit he's playing with, right? Because right? you know who you're playing with. So if you're talented, if you're talented, 
you're going to work around that. He looks bad. I'm not saying he doesn't look bad, but but I just think it's kind of weird how the fan base is just like, you know, flipped on him and is getting, you know, I mean, I, I make fun of him that he looks like freaking space balls in his helmet and, and whatever, but like, <laughs> like, I mean, the reality Lord is, is that, that, you know, they talk about this is that that's what people want in a backup is also, you know, the guy who's in the room and he's in, you know, blah, 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 and everything that Chase Daniel is. But right now, I mean, it doesn't look good. I mean, you know, I, I mean, he's but, a ge- but, I guess he's some genius in the system, but he can't even work it. Well, because he's like, got, he's extremely limited physically. I mean, there's a reason why he's been in the league 10 years and he started like eight games. I mean, it, it, he's he just he's, he's not six foot, dude. And there's yeah, a reason yeah, that, he's, he's, he's like that's six cool. foot. He, I'm, hope, I'm hoping is, I'm hoping Mitch gets to a point where he doesn't need this the support the support out of the backups where sure, they're helping him too. I, I Maybe think, hire Chase as his ball boy next year and bring in a guy that has some potential. Listen, Chase is not <laughs> Chase is not going to be back here next season. I don't think there's any scenario. No, and I think Tyler so. Bray's gone too. Uh, yeah. Well, we need we need to free up the cap space. I don't see it either. Right. I mean, he's not unless unless Chase wants to play for the league minimum. I don't see. I don't see them bringing him back. I mean, I don't even know if he's tall uh, enough to get on the ride, bro. Like, no, he's definitely shit. not. He's not <laughs> tall enough to ride the ride anymore. And, and, and you know, my biggest thing, and I said this before, is like, stop running, dude. Like, you're gonna get killed. Yeah. Oh, he's, yeah. Watching it in person, you could really tell that whenever the line collapses around him, he is he is instantly ready to like, but I'm done out. Zach. Right. Right. And that's fine. I mean, I wish he'd throw it away a little more, but it's getting Burton-ish. Where it's throw, like he's Mitch's, he's Mitch's throw, he's Mitch's friend. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Throw it yeah. away. If you, I mean, and if you're gonna throw it away, throw it away better than you did on the one play where you just kind of threw it up and left it up to the officials. I thought that was to me that was like, oh, that's not a good look. I just don't like the fact that when he's in, these guys that are trying to to make the roster aren't able to even shine because he's just playing. Oh, like but I incapable. think that's true with Bray as well. And no, Bray Bray was sitting tight ends. Bray was, was sitting wide receivers. In this game, in the other game, the, the giant was, game, he sucked. And yeah, I, the other game, I said was like, I don't want him anywhere near our team. I mean, if you want to ask uh, ask Marvin Hall how he feels about Tyler Bray, yeah, that guy, I mean, that I'm saying this, this game, he actually down. looked. He looked better than Daniels looked all preseason. Right, which may speak to the you know the crappiness of the Colts' third string. I mean, Dang. They're, they're all. Oh, I don't. At, I don't think Chase has the, the army. And so. Tyler Bray's in there. Tyler Bray's in there after the luck bombshell goes off. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, but that team. I think that team has a ceiling of like six wins with with Brissett. I don't see. Jo- Jacoby Brissett fever. Catch it. Yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> like, it's just, just, just like depression in indie. I mean, it I was real, think, man. I, I, like, I can't even think of what a comp to that is. I mean, it's, it's almost, it, it would be like Khalil Mack, <laughs> like retiring during the game or something. I mean, you know. Yeah. Like, the way it was announced, though, it's like, why, why don't you just wait to just have your presser after the game? Like, Schefter really had to have that glory. Like it was just weird. Like yes, I, it's just, it's, that's his fucking job. Yes, yes, he did. No, I 
get that, but like you're a fan in the stands, and like all of a sudden your phone. Like, well, which is why I don't I don't give any crap to anybody who booed. I mean, people no. are ripping ripping these guys. I, I think it's crappy to go on to the levels that people have gone on to, like you know Dan Dockich and and you know that idiot Gottlieb, and you know some of these guys have you know basically like questioned this his manhood and you know right, them, right, like, right. soft millennial and all this crap. Like, and can I just say like. We need to cut the shit with the millennial stuff. The millennial generation started in 1980 fucking one. So I love how everybody that's like older than 38, like is like this grizzled war veteran. Like we're like, like we're part of the greatest generation or some shit. And the millennials are just these pumpkin spice latte, like tight pants losers. It's like, it's the same fucking people. Like seems pretty accurate to me, but, but, but guess what? We're all doing that shit too. You know what I mean? Like, like, you know, just cause, just cause like we don't, you know, fucking shop at uh forever 21. Like we're better than everybody, you know, like it's like, give me a break. Well, like, Diddy well, if I do get a latte, it's, it's almond milk, bro. I can't handle dairy. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> Two pumps. Yeah. Give me a, <laughs> give me a venti almond uh, mochaccino with two pumps and, uh, <laughs> Fabulous. But yeah, I mean, I, I don't blame the fans in that moment. I mean, I can't imagine, you know, oh, they, and were, and they it, were shocked. And then they you see him, and then you kind of see him on the sideline, like yucking it up. There was that little clip of him, like where it looks like Jacoby's like, is this shit true? And he's like, yeah. And Jacoby's like, what the hey, fuck? <laughs> like, follow, are you follow along with me on this for a second. Sure. Your ex head coach is in town with Pagano, correct? That's your ex head coach. Do you think that he had this plan from the jump that when Pagano came to town, he was going to maybe they had a meeting or something or he talked to him and it was just like, since you're here. Are, are you thinking he, he, he retired to come play for Pagano in Chicago next year? Is that what you're saying, Drew? No, I'm saying that. No, I'm, I'm messing around. I think that it played a bigger role than that. The presence of Pagano played a role in his decision to do it after, or it was supposed to have come Sunday, I guess. I just, I just think that his presence had a definite piece of why he retired. You know what I'm saying? Why he retired when he was going to retire. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think he, uh, I bet you he told them a couple of weeks ago and they were just like, nah, sleep on it. You don't really want to retire. Like, just think it over, like, think it over, think it over, you know, like, Even if that were true, I, th- I just think the timing was a little weird. Like you, to, ha- to let that leak, like j- you should have just had the presser. I think it would have been a, a lot mean, better. The whole thing's a little weird. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, nobody can question his toughness with the list of injuries that he had and what he played through. And I mean, at the end of the day, the dude needed to throw the ball away a whole lot more because he was, you know, he's getting rocked. I mean, you see these you know, highlight packages of him, you know, being like the ultimate sportsman after getting his bell rung like a million times. Like, you know, I mean, it's like, that dude got, that, that took a lot of hits. The Colts deserve the blame for it all because they let him get his ass kicked for however long he's been in the NFL. Right. Oh, it kind of sucks. I mean, this guy was putting up combine numbers comparable to Cam Newton when he was in coming out of college. Like he's a, he was a very athletic guy too. He is, yeah. but but here's the thing that I think, and that people have said, oh, he's going to come back, is he's not the type of athlete 
that if I mean if, if this guy stops working out, he's going to bowl of jello. Like he's not <laughs> like he, he he's not the like kind of guy that's like you know shredded up like like you know this guy stops working out and you see him in the grocery store and you won't fucking go oh there's a quarterback you know what so I mean so you're like, saying it's not so easy a caveman could do it <laughs> no absolutely not like I just think like I just you know I think he's really done I mean the guy is is very you gotta, smart. You, he doesn't yeah. want to. He doesn't want to get his bell rung anymore. He's got 92 million dollars. He just he's about to have a baby. He's got a degree in architecture from Stanford. Exactly. His father runs the XFL. Like even if he didn't have 92 million dollars, it ain't like he'd be hurting for money. You know, I'm sure if he if he you know even though the XFL will probably only last about five minutes, but you know he can go be a quarterbacks coach for them or. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, he could be a coach probably for the NFL next season if he wants. This you is know, a guy he, who has a passion for the game, too. I mean, this isn't just somebody that just he, he just got to a point where you got to think about your quality of life. Like, OK, right. he's not, you know, all these people complaining, but like you see these former athletes that can barely walk. Right. Like, you know, he, he like you said, he's he's got a kid on the way. Right. Is that what you were saying? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that that that's that's the important stuff, man. This is a human being at the end of the day. Right. And you got to separate the two at some point. And but he that's was, the, yeah, people you know? treat people treat football players like gladiators. I mean, it is it is like gladiator and it's like these people are are champions and and you know, they they you know, we really expect them to basically give their lives because we feel that if we were in that position, that's what we would do. And right. I, I am here to tell you that if I had $92 million, there would be a long pause every single time I put on that helmet where I'm thinking, eh, do I really have to do this anymore? You know, and then and then it starts to hurt to get out of bed and you're 29 years old and every single off season, it's like it's like, OK, here we go. I got to get Look- you know, like I gotta get my shoulder going, I gotta get my back going, I gotta get my, you know, and it's just like I don't think the leg injury was like that severe, but you know, guy's Man. 29 years old, he well, wants like to Patrick, walk. Patrick Willis walked away, and nobody said shit. Well, he's not a quarterback though. And, right. But I'm, it shouldn't matter. Right. They're, you know. The, the, I think the more accurate comps are Jim Brown, and Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson. You know, that's those are the comps that those guys were. Could totally keep playing, you know. Could you know left money on the table? I mean, obviously Jim Brown wasn't making you know what these guys make, but Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, they just were like, you know what, it's not worth it. Like, uh, well, this guy's coming off four four years straight of this of an injuries, you know. Right. Also, those are just those are documented NFL injuries. That's not even counting what he did in college, man. Oh sure. I'll, I'll tell you this. I mean. You know, I everybody knows my nephew is playing football and college football. Mm-hmm. It is a job. It is a, col- a college football at that level. Yeah. It is a job. You know, yeah. and imagine going through that mental grind from high school to college and then into mm-hmm. the pros and getting beat up and getting your ass kicked. And it takes a special kind of crazy to play in the NFL. You just oh, yeah, just coming in after that name Peyton Manning, no, no big deal. Like, right. Well, and that's so, the thing I, is that Peyton Manning was a freaking OCD lunatic, like, you know, and and I think Andrew Luck is as well, and Andrew Luck's obviously super intelligent, but, but at the end of the day, like, you give your, you know, he's already probably given 
what, you know, 15, 16, maybe 17 years of his life to football. I mean, I don't know how, how young he started playing, but, you know, he, he could easily have been playing from 10 years old. 21, well, I mean, you can, junior league started eight and nine years old. Right, so he could have Who been Who his father was, he was born with a football in his hand. Right. Right, so, so that's, I mean, you know, so he's already given probably, let's say, 21, let's say years. 21 years of his life to football. And, you know, and he's got probably another, you know, 50 years <laughs> left to live. And it's like, you know, does he really want to just keep getting pounded on? And, and you know, I mean, I, I would say I think he, he wrestled with it. I think I think he didn't want to do it. I don't think he wanted to leave his teammates like that high and dry. But that's the other thing is that if you're if you're not in it, if you're not in it mentally, you know, you're dangerous like to yourself. You I'm hoping I mean? Chase. Like, I'm hoping Chase makes the same announcement next week. Yeah. Oh wow! No, you don't. No, you uh, do not. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 like I said, I, I played one year of freshman football and I didn't even make it to the end of the season because they did not. It, they do not make it fun. I mean, like football sucks. Like playing. It's hard, man. Like it, it is not fun. Like you know, I remember. I want to thinking like, when are we gonna play football? Like, like right. I mean, I think it was like it was like easily a month in where I was like, so when is the football gonna get played? Uh, all we do is everybody else goes home after school, and I get fucking yelled at for three hours after school. Like, whoa, what is when is the football happening? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like I mean, that was like the last thing we would fucking do was actually play football. It was like up downs and you know, yelps. Yep getting screamed at i was like yeah nah this ain't for me let me go but yeah me... f- fuck right. the colts and fuck andrew luck it's over see ya there right. much super bowl peace right. out <laughs> on to the bears that was great when, that was great when they asked belichick about it belichick's like oh yeah, yeah i heard that uh i don't really, i don't really follow the colts but yeah he's a good player you know um <laughs> uh, yeah you know, everybody has to make a decision and um yeah we wish him all the best <laughs> it's like exactly. It's like they're not playing the Colts this year. He's like, who? <laughs> like, right. I don't give a fuck. But I mean, obviously, pretty interesting, and I think it's pretty interesting to to have been there. I mean, that's the kind of thing that. Oh, it was it was very surreal. Like how's the tailgate scene, dude? Yeah, how was the good, man. It's tell me it's good, man. A lot of Bears fans were there. Yes, Bears Bears fans travel in droves, and it was pretty much. I would say a, a solid 50-50 Bears Colts. Yeah, when then Deion Bush ran that touchdown back, I was like, oh shit, it's like all Bears. Yeah. Definitely. And you know what? That's a good easy name access. to bring up too. Talk about that. Deion later. Bush, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't. I I glanced over him. Hell of a game. Kid, oh yeah, man. Playing, he's, he's really, really well. stepped up. Yeah. Well, he's in a he's in a contract year, so. Contract here, and also we got to keep in mind it's not versus ones, it's been versus twos and threes. Keep it in yes. perspective. I mean, but he's Correct. putting himself in positions right. to make plays. But I also so, think he played pretty decently in the Eagles game too. I don't think he, I don't think he had a bad outing in the Eagles game. Um, you know, and I was like very worried that he was gonna like get shredded, you know, in that game. So. I mean, you know, you stack that with that. I mean, at least I feel like if haha for whatever reason 
just in it or he gets hurt or whatever, like I feel pretty good about, you know, the backup situation. You got Sherrick and you got, and I think DeAndre Houston Carson is going to make the team because he's just really versatile and he plays a lot on special teams. I mean, that's the end of the day, you know, you haven't really seen him much in the, in the, in the preseason, but he's, you know, he's just, he's just versatile. He's kind of like a Sherrick type. So, you know, he's and Maggie was talking about that today in the presser that, you know, if you can play in other phases, that's going to trump a lot. I mean, it's like, I don't care, you know, like if Ryan Nall can't play special teams, that's and Kareth White can, that's going to be, I don't care what 69 yard run you had. It's, it's going to be that, you know, because I'm a, how often is the fourth running back going to get on the field? You know, oh well, I don't know. I guess take one of my zealous on the field a lot, but you know, I mean, I I do, you know, and not to not to rehash it, but I do kind of agree with you, Jerry. Is that at the end of the day, like if Ryan Nall comes trotting out in the field, I still feel like it's kind of a big like tell, you know, in terms of, but that could work to the that could have the opposite effect. Absolutely, you know, it's a big tell. Right, but it, but it can also have the opposite effect where you think, okay, they're gonna, you know. They're going to run it. He's in for pass protection. Yeah, or just whatever. Like, they, you know, and then and it goes the other way. Um, you know, but that's what is, I want to see. That's why I would love to see him. At a, if they did use a fullback on a couple of plays, you put right. him in. This right. this guy could still burn somebody. But that's what I'm saying. It's like, why the hell didn't that happen last year? Like, why are we looking at they him? Tried, they tried throwing to Burn. Burn's garbage, though. I, but that's what I'm saying. It's like, why wasn't Nall on the roster? And, Mike Burn, and, let me clarify. Right. No, no, no. I, uh, no I, I know what you're saying. I mean, I just, I don't know. Like, I like I, I don't get it. Like, sometimes I just think, like, you know, that is the good part about these preseason games is sometimes it forces the coaches to look at some of these guys. Because, you know, and, and that's, you know, so, to me, that's great. Like, that's what they should be for. Like, you know. And we were busting his balls about running ant hills and putting videos out, Ryan Nall. But like, it really, regardless if he makes a roster or not, it's still really cool to see this guy improve so much. Like, I think he has. I Absolutely. He's, he's definitely put the he's work. Improved. In, so it's cool to see. And like I said, he he's pushing the other running back. He's pushing the running back group. That's what you want out of people that are in that position. You want them to try to make your better players even better. Put, right. Put pressure on them. And it's always interesting. It's like I wonder how much goes into who they decide to kind of highlight with social media and whatnot, you know. Um, but, you know, it was like after that game, it was like the Bears, you know, social media is like shouting him out and, you know. But, I mean, it, I don't know how much goes into that, you know what I mean? But I can't imagine that if there was a guy they didn't really like very much that, you know, that he would get that kind of love. I mean, it was kind of like Dax Raymond, you know, had all that, like, all these like behind the you know behind the tight end like thing you know about his time in Siberia and all this stuff and you know I mean you could tell from you could tell from the get go that that Shaheen wasn't getting cut because he's like front and center in all the photo shoots and you know you could just tell how they feel about certain guys kind of how the organization you know is with them you know it's like people people still talking shit about Pat O'Donnell it's like Pat O'Donnell ain't going nowhere they love that guy they love them some Pat O'Donnell he looks fucking great at Bears Care Gala and you know he's Mr. Clean Cut and you know I mean he's you know they love that guy and then he ain't going nowhere you know like I mean there's politics that go into this and everybody forgets that 
I'm really hoping Vodder sticks. I'm really hoping Vodder sticks. I agree. I mean, he, he, granted, he has been playing against backups, but like this, I watched him blow by two guys trying to block him, like blow by them. Like hey. to have have that piece off the bench, just to come in as a specialist, uh, just rushing in. But then the man. You know who else is playing against backups is the guys he's he's beating out. So if they're not, I mean, sure. Kylie Fitz Very is playing sure. against backups too. You know, but this guy's so consistently do disruptive. Anything. And that's yeah. no, he's had, that's big. I think Kylie Fitz is very much on the bubble. Oh, he, I very he's, much. He's, he's firmly gone. squatted on it. He's gone, and that Matthew Betts experiment. Oh, is who? Yeah, exactly. I don't even know Man. who that guy is. Like, forget it. It's like so I mean, I'm sorry, sorry, but like being the being like a one of the better players in Canada, like that, and you know that, and four dollars will get you a pumpkin spice latte. Like, I don't, you know. Hey, careful with like, that. That don't that don't That's excite me. rather millennial of you. <laughs> that don't excite me. Hey, I like a good pumpkin spice latte. <laughs> I won't I won't pay money for it, but I might buy some pumpkin hey, spice I'll, creamer. I'll take that Starbucks sponsorship. Mmm, that's good. <laughs> yeah, we take a I take my a. My guess on that. that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Keep dreaming, boys. Keep dreaming. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, who would you if, say? Hey, even if it's a free latte, it's still winning. Who would you say if you had a surprise keep and a surprise cut? Who would be your surprise keeper and who would be your surprise cut? Diddy. Based on performance, Chase Daniel would be a surprise keeper. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> surprise cut. Or Chase. I guess a surprise cut. I don't know, man. Um, surprise cut might be Kareth White would be surprise. That would be shocking. Right. Um, su- surprise keep. Really trying to think here. Mazel would be the, probably the biggest surprise keep. Wow. You're just going for shock value there. <laughs> hey, you asked. He's there, so. Yeah. All right. All right. I, don't, I don't see that. Uh, that's why it's a surprise, right? Yeah, but that's, like, too far out there of a surprise. Like, <laughs> Sorry, I didn't know there was levels of surprise. That's, that, would be a, that would be a surprise to me <laughs> if he's kept. You're right. I would be, like, I would be pissed off. Like I'll be writing realistic surprise. I'll be, I'll be, surprise, I'll be, motherfucker. Yeah, I'd be like, <laughs> I would tell say a surprise. Little smoke ain't going nowhere. Right. Little smoke, uh, little smoke coming up to you, son. <laughs> I think a surprise cut would be Quickowski, and it would yeah. be. I think that's a that would be a surprise cut. That would be very that, surprising. I don't think that's going to happen, but I think it would be a surprise, and a surprise keep would be Vodders. I think that would be. You're one for one. If you were going to do it, I, th- I think that might be your surprise cut and surprise keep that I, I'm going to pick. Well, yeah, here's the thing is, I, and I don't think he's going to get cut, even though he's looked bad, but my surprise cut would be EA Booneway, Um oh. or, or Bullard, but I don't know if that's a surprise. I mean, Bullard's kind of. Yeah, that that was, I was. I think Bullard's. Ugh. I mean, people have mentioned him, but I don't look at him as a surprise cut. I mean, at the end of the day, like, you know, uh, I just 
I don't see anything. You know, I think Nick Williams has stepped up enough that that you like, you know, the upside maybe of of Williams um, a little bit more. Um, just in the sense that I feel like Williams, because he's a little bigger, can like kind of do more of what Goldman can do and kind of hold up the middle a little bit more. Whereas Bullard is, I don't know, Bullard's trying to like rush the passer and just failing at it, you know, and I don't, I don't really see Bullard getting too involved in the, uh, in the, you know, in the run game. Whereas Nick Williams, I think could at least be that guy. Um, but the, you know, I mean, Nick Williams is 29 and Bullard is still only 25, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, I know Johnsy was on saying Lynch might be a surprise cut. That would be a surprise to me. I just, I, I would be, fucking, I would honestly be fine with that, but I don't like, I feel like he's just got this like veterans exemption and kind a of thing where it's like, well, I liked him last year, man. He played well, but he got hurt quick. He just, wasn't, he, he just wasn't on the field that much, though. He really didn't play a lot of snaps. Like, I don't know. I mean, I, that would surprise me if he got cut. But, I, but at the end of the day, I mean, they don't have enough edge to cut him. Like, he, the, the, you know, like if, if they look at it like if he can give us three games where he does something, then it's worth it. I mean, he's not getting paid that much money. I mean, true. Like they gave him, you know, I don't think that would have given him like a two million dollar deal, something like that, if if that. So it isn't like he's sucking up a lot of, um, you know, cap room or something. So right. I don't think he'll get cut. Um, I think some of the guys that you know, like early on, where people were saying, "Oh, Josh Woods," you know, looks like I'm not sure if he's gonna make this team. I mean, I, I think they're going to, you know, Kevin Pierre-Lewis, because of his special teams ability, and he's a veteran, and I think he's he's much more likely to be on the team. Um, you know, yeah, but of, it's just some of these some of these people out there in the Twitter sphere, if, like, a player gives you a sniff, then you start trying to pump him up because... You want to be right talked, about it. Yeah, he talked to you for 10 minutes, so you think that, you know, it's... it's Oh yeah, no, yeah, exactly. I mean, but but I think he did look good. I mean, in the first preseason game, everybody's like, "Ooh, who's at 55? It looks like Lance Briggs," and you know, blah blah blah. Like he was getting a little run, and then I haven't heard nothing from him. In and the then Vader said, "Then Vader said, hold my beer." Right. Right. I mean, although, and I don't know if it's, I don't know, I don't know what the story is. If he's not been getting snaps, maybe I'd be lying if I, you know, was saying that I'm really, really closely watching these uh, preseason games for every single snap. (laughs) It's tough, dude. The indie game I thought was at least somewhat entertaining. Yeah, it was at least like somewhat watchable more than the damn. you know, Giants giant and, game. But uh, yeah, I think I he has some nice plays too. Yeah, but but he also has some rough plays. Yeah, yeah. like physically a freak, right? Physically, his and he, his yeah, stature, and, he, and he's getting bigger. Mentally, I don't know if he's there yet, and I, I could get I could see a scenario where EA Booneyway is not on this team. Yeah. Yeah, but I just think I just think they like him too much. Like I feel like, like I don't know. I mean, but that's an area where it's like, how many guys are you gonna carry? You know, 
Uh, right. I mean, I, I, I've, I liked Abdullah Anderson. Some of the things I've seen out of him, he'll probably be a, be a practice squad guy, but I think he has a lot of potential. Yeah. And, you know, and I think... Your, I, your guy, Clifton Duck. He's not making the roster. He's a practice no, squad. No, but... But he's, you feel like he's shown enough to make a practice squad? Yes. Oh, yeah. I think they Definitely. like him a lot. I think, I think... I think he's got, you know, he's got that nose for the ball, and and uh, I think they like him a lot. I mean, I th- you know. I think yeah. we put a lot of stock in splash plays. I, I feel like that's that's where I'm at with it. You know, with Vodders, he had the splash plays. Yeah. Ducks had splash plays. So I wonder, I mean, if, do I put too much stock in that? I don't know. I just, I mean, the the – the aggressiveness and the disruptiveness is what I like out of Vodders. He's got, right. he's he's a guy that seems to want to get there, and we right. haven't seen that from a guy like Floyd. I'm not saying Vodders is a guy that's going to replace Floyd, but to have that kind of energy off the bench would be cool. Right. Well, and Vodders went to Stanford, you know, so obviously you would imagine that he's a pretty smart guy. Like, I mean, you know, I, I think they like him. Um, I just I feel like. You know, the thing about Vodders is, is, like, you don't hear his name associated with any bad plays. So not only is he making the splash plays, but he's also, you're not hearing, oh, Vodders got beat on that. Or Vodders, you know, like, whatever. Whereas some of these other guys, it's like, okay, they made one splash play, but then they got beat. You know, and sometimes that's the difference between playing. It's a fair statement. I mean, but that's also the difference between playing on the edge with your hand in the dirt and really only... You know, you're not you're not gonna get beat as much. You know, as a cornerback, I mean, that's the life. You know, you're 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 a gambler. You know, it's it's one minute you're a hero, the next minute you're a goat. You know, not a good kind of goat. <laughs> you know, so uh, from X Files, we're going from X Files to the gambler. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just you know, I mean, I think I think that's where you're at. You know, and obviously the offensive line, we talked about bars, but. You know they put uh, they they put uh, Clemens on on the IR today. Uh, he's done for the year. Um, you know so yeah, besides Larson and Bars, it's kind of yeah, it's pretty rough. I mean, you know, I think I it's think looking uh, rather garbagey. I think yeah, could could end up being garbage. But <laughs> Coward, I mean, he should come back. But I don't know how much I trust him to do anything. Uh, you know, Lucas, I mean, it's kind of, I mean, at the end of the day, when they, when they signed a lot of these guys, some of them were earlier in the early off season, it was like, you know, who and what, and well, TJ you know, Fleming certainly showed his Minnesota Vikingness about him, didn't he? I stopped counting <laughs> sacks, yeah. but at one, at one point it was like we had given up nine sacks already in the preseason early in the yeah. game. It yeah. was rough. Well, and no. they brought they brought back uh, the Falcons waved him and they brought back Mr. Revolving Door Josh Doles from from Northwestern, who's now been cut like three times this preseason already. So we'll see what happens there. Um, but yeah, I mean it's you know I mean at the end of the day, uh, any team if they lose their left tackle, their right tackle, you know it's not you know it's gonna be a problem. I mean. It's not like teams have all kinds of depth at that position. Um, but this is what happens when this is the other effect of not playing the starters in the preseason is that we've got the microscope now on the second and third string and 
even further down. That's exactly really where it should be. I mean, if we yeah. think about it, that's exactly where it should be. It shouldn't be on our starters necessarily. Get them through, get them healthy, get them out. Right. Well, not not the way. I mean, the starters are pretty much set. I mean, you know, we're not really. It's not. This is a year unlike any other that we've ever had as a, as a franchise. I feel. Yeah. I mean, I agree with that. I mean, you know, I I don't I can't certainly, and we've talked about this before, but I can't remember a time where you were starting with the fifth and sixth receivers before you started asking questions. I mean, normally it's like you start asking questions yeah, the after depth, the, the first depth, one. Definitely. Yep. You know, I mean, the second one, you know, maybe when well, we had Marshall and, and Marshall and Alshon, but then after that it got real rough real fast. Well, we started with fifth and sixth receivers in some years, but they were our ones and twos. That's the problem. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right, exactly. So, you oh, know, I mean, that's, that's, that's ugly. I mean, that's a, you know, those are guys that are, you might think, okay, maybe they don't make it to a practice squad, but I don't think anybody's swooping in to get Jordan Williams Lambert or, you know, um, you know, some of these guys. Right. You know, things are going good when we're talking about players this deep. Right. I mean, I agree with that. exactly. And, 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 you know, that's ultimately how you build a team where, you know, you can have a next man up, you know, kind of thing. And you can also, I mean, at the end of the day, we want to be like the Patriots where we can let guys go when we need to. We don't it's have like, to be caught in these positions where you're overpaying because it's like, oh, who are we going to play if they leave? You know, like, right. I mean, well, you yeah, can't, but it, it can't also sign everybody. How how far things have come for us as a fan base when we're fans sitting here talking about guys is deep. That is true. You know, what I mean, like this feels what a turnaround. Like, we used to talk about our like, start, like hey, hey, we used to talk about our starters this way, like oh shit, like we, you know, back. <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, every every <laughs> damn position was a question mark. The quarterback is usually a question mark for the right. Bears. It's usually a question mark for the Bears is the fucking quarterback. I mean, you know, people make jokes about that Cleveland Browns jersey with all the names on it. It's like, you could make We're the same... We're not far from... I mean, obviously the color color area is what it is, but but even when he was, you know, entrenched as a starter for nine seasons, it's he still was a question mark every year. I mean, we, <laughs> still, have, we still have questions at quarterback. Like we, we know do, who the starter is going to be, but but we know who it is. I mean, right. Uh, and and the good part about having Chase Daniel as your backup is there's no like McCown problem. <laughs> like, right. I, mean, I mean, that's the nice part is nobody's nobody wants the backup to play. <laughs> like, so you know, I mean, when Cutler was was around, the backup would get in and be like, oh shit, leave this guy in, you know, <laughs> like a few times. So. I mean that's a, that's that's a maybe one kind of secret benefit. I feel benefit. like it's kind of like the NBA, like where you got your big three, and now we're trying to handpick into, you know, here's our role player for the X, Y, and Z. You know what I'm saying? With the exception of tight end, that's the one position, which yeah. I think they've already settled on it. But there's some guys, man. Man, I mean, I want to believe that Burton's going to be fine. I just don't know. I'm worried. I mean, I hope he's going to be fine. I just feel like, you know, I feel like he's, there's a good chance that he 
just could get hurt again or, you know, his body locks up on him again or whatever the deal is. And I, I don't want to, you know, be too critical of that because I think that's kind of, you know, I think ultimately I think mental stuff should be treated as as importantly as physical stuff. But obviously, you know, you have a – it's going to get questioned. I mean, which is why – Think about how all the weapons, all the weapons doubt, we have, though. Yeah, yeah when in doubt. But we don't have – that's where we don't have weapons, though, is at tight end. I mean – I think Burton could be a weapon. It's just like you said. Hopefully, he he gets everything together he needs to. Well, and he is. I mean, he is a weapon, and he and he, you know. I mean, we have a it. weapon. How dare you say we don't have a weapon? We have the greatest weapon of all nuclear weapons. It's Ben Broniker. That's true. That's true. Always <laughs> been on Broniker. Damn right. Uh, but you know, I mean, I'm sorry, need, I had to joke about it. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we need, you know, we need Burton to step up. I mean, I feel much more hopeful and confident about him than I do about Shaheen. Like, I'd be shocked if she. I, I mean, what's the over/under a number of games Shaheen plays? Ooh. Six. Are we gonna set it at six? I would set it at five or six. So five and a half. And, if he catches yeah. a touchdown week one, he'll be out for at least four weeks. Well, <laughs> Right. I mean, <laughs> like that's the thing. Is it's like, oh goddamn. <laughs> I'm I'm playing, man. But it's but seems that's like the that. thing is he gets hurt on yeah. I mean he gets hurt on good plays too. Like, and I I don't know that you know like he's a guy that it's like you know they're bubble wrapping him and I don't know if it's really gonna do with him any good. Like, well, let's take the well let's make it let's let's put something under. Okay, you over under at five and a half games. Are you taking the over or under? I gotta take the under. I just don't trust that guy. How about you, I'm, ho- I'm, hope- I'm hoping for the over, man. I'd like to see something out of the kid finally. Some consistency. Okay. I like to, I just don't see it. Like, I mean. I'm going to go under, and I don't – there might be another – that might be your other uh, surprise cut pick. He ain't getting cut. Mm. Because, because Ryan Pace – I guarantee you, he might think about cutting him, but then there will be this moment where he will wake up in a cold sweat and see him in a Patriots uniform somehow becoming something, and that will keep him holding on for dear life to that to that until he has no more choice. You know, I mean, like, he is praying for Shaheen to get so injured that he has to cut him, and that's the reason, because he does not want to make that decision. Because he still believes in the guy and thinks that he was, you know, a genius for finding him, you know, and all this stuff. And yeah, paces to Shaheen with Jairus the Broniker. Find exactly. you somebody that loves you like Jair loves Broniker. Damn right. right. But that's the thing, and, and and all GMs do this. They get they fall in love with their guys and they want to be right, you know. And I and I do think that Pace still kind of suffers from the smartest man in the room. You know, uh, disease, which is that we do it as fans too. We fall. We, of course, we know, do. We pick our guy, and they have. Right. To ironically, I mean, ironically, shit, you're the most you're the most uh, optimistic on him, which you're. You need to know your role, dude. You're the pessimist I, of the crew. I use the word hope. <laughs> I mean, I just feel like if you're gonna put on the number 87 and and be as freaking made of glass as that guy is, they gotta give you a different number because that's Tom Waddle's number. You know. I mean, 
True. I like to I like to have a Tom Waddle on our team. I think anybody would like to have a Tom Waddle on their team. You feed off of that. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> Tom Waddle leads the league in spelling salts. Canada Gentry. Woo. Different cat. Come on now. No, I'm just. Yeah. I'm just, you're just having fun, Zs. Yeah. Oh. Thomas Ives, Tanner Gentry. Tanner Gentry needs to Braverman. be. Braverman. Who's you know who is gonna be your uh, Devonte Adams in practice if you don't have Tanner Gentry on your practice squad? Exactly. <laughs> wow. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> that's you know that's that's partially what you think about sometimes as scout team. That's true. I mean that you know that's you you would have you'd have to build your I got I got all into it with some stupid Lions fans because somebody put up a thing asking to rank four receivers and it was um, Calvin Ridley Boyer uh, Lockett and Galladay and I said you know I think I think you know probably Boyer. Lock is it Boyer? Yeah, Boyer, then Lockett, then Ridley, then Galladay. I don't even know how I locked it, but I basically said they're pretty interchangeable. They're all really good number two receivers. And then I, you know, threw in there that Galladay could probably be a number one if he had a decent quarterback. And all these Lions fans are just coming out of the woodwork like, "Who are you talking about?" Blah, 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 blah. Like going on and on. And it's like I like Galladay. He played pretty good against the Bears. He's from Chicago. Blah blah blah. Yeah. But then they look at his stats, and the guy's got a 58% catch percentage, you know. So he's he got targeted 129 times, and he caught 70 of those balls. And it's like, well, so is he bad, or is the guy throwing the ball to him bad? I mean, oh, let's, really, oh, let's really look at it. <laughs> like, let's, let's get some truth going. Yeah, let's really look at it. And, you know, and I just, I, I don't know. I, I don't engage these Lions fans very often, but I got a little, I got a little chippy. <laughs> this guy's telling me that I look like some guy who threatened to fight him at Soldier Field or something like that. I'm like, bro, you got to get some therapy. Like, you are definitely in some Detroit Lions PTSD cycle right now. It's not good for you. It's not a good look. But it's rough out there. I don't understand how these Lions fans, you know, who who uh, all have, uh, you know, gar- uh, grocery bags ready to wear to the games on their heads – can can be such shit talkers. It's kind of wild. They are good at that. The Bears have had some low points, but I mean, I will say this: Did you see the Sports Illustrated shit? About well, you know, scratch off the segment. You know how you know how you know who wrote that, right? No, I don't. Andy Benoit. Oh, that it's like it's like Bears hater number three of the national guys. Seven and nine boys, we might as well just wrap it up. <laughs> I mean, like, I just don't get it. Like, I mean, and, and, and you know, and people just continue to run this jet. Like, it's a defensive regression, and Mitch uh, will be inconsistent. That's the reasoning behind his his hot take. He was already inconsistent, and we went 12 and four. Like, like I don't, you know. I mean, I know they got a lot of turnovers. I know they didn't have that many injuries, but like, 
they lost. We lost two of our best players for two games each. It's not like we didn't have any injuries. Like it's just such a lazy take. Like the whole regression because of Fangio leaving, and then the and then the you know I mean, you know obviously it's probably not likely that they're gonna have that many turnovers again. But well, it's easier to say you were wrong than like on right. uh, on an easy lazy take than it is to go out on a limb and say this kid's getting Trubisky's gonna be good. The Bears defense is still gonna be dominant. Like the, those are those are too bold for some. So. It, who gives a shit? I mean, honestly, like, I like that because I do feel like the Bears are getting a lot of gas, especially locally. You know, they're getting gassed up pretty hard. I mean, obviously, Bears 100 was just, like, the fucking pep rally of all pep rallies. You know, I mean, everybody was just blowing them left and right. Yeah, so. Sports Illustrated keep hating because the sports, the stupid Sports Illustrated commercial that comes on after your team wins the Super Bowl. Hey, Bears fans, get right. your commemorative Sports Illustrated Super Bowl champion. They're gonna be pumping that shit, and I, I just of can't course. wait. Well, and it's like, it's like, okay, oh. who's next? The, the Sporting News is gonna come out with a thing, and then, and then uh, George Michael Sports Machine. Who's coming out next? What other, <laughs> what other like dinosaur defunct organization from the 90s and the 80s is going to come out next and tell us about something. I mean, like, seriously. Like, like get the fuck that out of here with that. Wow. No, nobody's getting any football phones. Like, nobody's cared about the about the Sports Illustrated issue. Like, I mean, you know. Did like, you have a football phone? Can I ask you that question? Did you have one? I, I never got a football phone. I did have a oh. – I did have a um, – subscription to sports illustrated when i was a kid but i did not have a football phone when i was real little i had that little tykes football toy box mm-hmm. i had that yeah yeah but i wish I, I never got a football phone i don't know why i never got a football phone either i do remember that l mcpherson uh sports illustrated cover though mm. I was hey now she's in the wetsuit oh yes doctor that was the thing for yeah. me, it was that that Vendela chick. Remember her? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, then they went to then they went to body paint, and now their big claim to fame is we got fat chicks. No. <laughs> like. Aww. Cool. <laughs> Double down on the no subscription. Thank you very much. <laughs> I, I rather say yeah. I rather have the athletic do a sports do a swimsuit edition with the writers. Oh, oh wow! Shit. <laughs> Yikes, Mr. November, Adam Johns. Careful, yeah. <laughs> Careful with that. Did you see that Fishbane centerfold? Well, they were joking. About <laughs> they were they're talking about you because know, the body issue is coming out at ESPN. You know where they throw all everybody naked in there, yeah. and like, yeah. apparently the entire offensive line of the Eagles is going to be in it. So Golick and and Wingo this morning were <laughs> were like going off and and uh, you know basically saying that they think that uh, Buster Olney and Tim Kirchin should do it. And, like, I've never, like, you know, you could hear somebody blush on the phone. That was only, only was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that I, wonder been a, Golik, I wonder how Golik would feel if Broniker did it. 
Hey, you want to see what your little girl sees? <laughs> wow. Marking the time for the end. <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, but, you know, hey, you don't be making it fun of any Golics. That's like Notre Dame royalty right there. Oh, I know. Yeah. Mr. Mr. has a fighting Irish tattoo. He's got good taste. Hey, whatever. Did you know that uh, your boy Diddy has a fighting Irish tattoo, Jerry? Oh, yes. I have seen it. I have seen uh, it. Well, mm, that's why it's so serious. It is very serious. So serious. How old were you when you got that Three. tattoo? 19. Three. Man. <laughs> who was, it's, who a, was the... it's a birthmark. <laughs> it's a birthmark. <laughs> who was who on the team but that made you so... Uh, like back, dude. Honestly, waste or back in the day, one of my favorite players was Lee Beckton, believe it or not, but he didn't pan out. So. Who? Lee Beckton was a running back. I don't even. I literally have never heard that. Could, could you literally have anything more white northeastern than? <laughs> I know, right? tattoo. Like, like, <laughs> I think, yeah, like, uh, like. When so here's you, the thing. My my tattoo is actually the opposite of the how the logo normally is. It's facing a different direction, so it's unique that way. Oh, you're is that, you're that what you're calling it? Unique? Because <laughs> it, it's wrong. <laughs> like, <laughs> mine says it's Oops. got the D, and then it's got the N. It's it's uh, like. Dame Noter, bro. Dame I'm Noter. also I'm also Irish, so like. <laughs> I mean, whatever. any any chance to support the Catholic Church, I get it. Yeah, um, hey, <laughs> the inner house of pain here. That's true. Yeah, exactly. uh, shout out to Everlast. So Jordan, Jordan Howard or Jerome Bettis. Jerome Bettis. Thank you. and then then you ran out of notre dame running back so you have to go back to like roger craig (laughs) like (laughs) like julius jones julius jones was okay for a couple years rocket ismail (laughs) like (laughs) it's a rough way to go bro i mean they could make offensive linemen i'll tell you is this true is uh is Mr. Fake uh girlfriend still in the league out there? Manti Teo? Yeah, yeah. He's, still, he's still playing football. Is he still in San Diego? Where is he? You that just name more guys that have ever uh, come out of IU. Huh? You huh? just name more guys than have ever been in the NFL from uh Indiana. Oh, really? Yeah, but Indiana doesn't have the money to pay their players the way that Notre Dame does. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, the payroll of Notre Dame is like I, is, usually on, is usually on par with the Lions. So, <laughs> like, let's see. I could name you uh, four, five. I think I could name you six IU Hoosiers in the last that are still playing in the NFL. That are playing. I can, I can name you like 30 Notre Dame players that are still playing in the NFL. Oh, well. It's true. That is true. It's true. They do, have a they do get a lot of players in the league. They don't really become stars. But yeah, we're they're just kind of bra- bragging rights about Indiana football. <laughs> hey, man. Mustafer is going to get picked up by a neither one of you XFL fucks, team. Neither one of you fucks went to those schools anyway, so. 
No, right. I'm not smart enough to go to college like that. It's like, uh, I would love to go. We, you know, what do, what do you want me to say, bro? Go UConn. Our the football program is the whack. Yikes. Yeah, the um, I would like to go to a game at Notre Dame though. That'd be fun. Yeah, I'd like to see. Yeah, I'd like to go to one definitely. That is true. We need to get a, my cousins. My cousins are all Notre Dame homers, and they go every year. So we have a little fun with them whenever they choke. And I mean, it's still the lots. most popular. It's still the most popular college team in Chicago, by far. Like when Notre Dame's good, it's like unbelievable. All the fucking hats that come out of the closet. <laughs> It's like, oh, whoa. I didn't, Rudy, you, Rudy. I, didn't, I didn't even know you liked college hey, football. Hey, All of a sudden, you're we're like. We're white, too, guys. We're <laughs> yeah, white, too. Exactly. <laughs> like, all of a sudden, all of a sudden, you love Dickshone Kaiser, huh? Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Ron Paulus. How many, how many Heismans was Ron Paulus supposed to win? Like, 12? <laughs> uh, Brady Quinn, too, man. Like, oh, oh, fuck Brady Quinn. Uh, that guy's a douche. Nope. Notre He's Dame up. lost me after, uh, and I'll be straight with you. Notre Dame lost me after fucking Rick Meyer. Fuck that dude. Yeah, he sucks. Yeah. He sucked out loud. On our team. I was like, nope, never again. Yeah, he, he was terrible. And that was fucking, that was a bad look. That was a real bad look. Uh, oh, well, what are you going to do? It's nice to, nice to feel like we're at least out of the era of drafting, you know, these guys, I mean, you know, uh, it, the the Giants used to draft whatever Michigan running back they could every single year. Just like I don't even know if they watched him play. It was like, oh, you played at Michigan, let's get him. Like, you know, now teams are going like deep and finding guys. You know, like I mean, these small schools can get on television. I mean, I, I just think that you know, there's so much more talent in the league as a result of it. You know, I mean, it used to. Right. I mean, that's it used to be. That like literally everybody in the NFL had played at Notre Dame. <laughs> like, well, like it's also they have academics. Ago. They have academic standards. You can go to a you can go to another college where they're like, hey, can you spell football? All right, you're in. You know what I mean? Like that. There's something to that, and, and yeah, location yeah, too. The these these young kids. Argument. No, but these young. I mean, honestly, you're 17, 18 years old coming out of high school. You, you go to right. Gainesville campus. It's like oh damn. In modern day. It's like, oh, do you see her? Do you see her? Do you see her? Do you see her? Go to Notre Dame. It's like, okay. <laughs> you know? Right. Like, you're, there's definitely no parties at Notre Dame. Good call. No, I'm uh, not that. I'm just saying <laughs> nice, warm no, Florida. Agree, sure. Or, but, I mean, you look at, you know, I mean, look at these. Look at the Bears got, you know, a- FAU, Appalachian State, Florida Atlantic, UCF. I mean, Old Dominion, Lindenwood, you know, like Bucknell, Ball State, you know, I mean, these guys, these are small schools. And obviously, you're getting your frontline players from Georgia and, you know, some of the more powerhouse schools. But, I mean, I don't think they had any Notre Dame players on their roster until Mustafer and Bars came along. Right? Yeah, there you go. I mean, it would have been... Uh, how do you think your boy? Uh, oh, I'm aware if Quentin Nelson cried himself to sleep the other night. Hey, I'm hoping he, he yelled. He yelled to himself sign, to sign sleep. with the Bears when he's available. He's in, he's in his bed like. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> the Notre Dame. The Notre Dame heat is strong today. 
I'll yeah, tell you, he, 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 preserved, he preserved luck for longer than he would have if he wasn't there. That's what's that crazy is, is that, like, that luck finally had a season where he didn't, like, you know, he talks about how fun he, how much fun he had. It was the most fun he ever had playing football. And, like, yeah. that's what's still crazy about it is it's like, okay, well, so they finally got you an offensive line and now you retire? Like, I mean, I get it. I, I, I'm not doubting the guy. Or and the offensive line's name was Quentin Nelson. He came there and made everybody better. That's totally. the kind of guy he is. Although I will tell you, and I think this is why they're going to suck, that you know you got to find a better number two receiver than Devin Funches. Like, come the fuck on. <laughs> you know what I mean, like, that that is not a legitimate number two receiver. Like, I don't. I care. think you you give an NFL quarterback time, and Brissett has starting experience. I, yeah, you give, I mean, them, you give you them time, saw, they they can succeed. It's hard to hold coverage yeah, too long. I mean, you saw Ebron. I mean, you know, there's another example of how much Stafford sucks because look at Ebron when he had a good quarterback and a good offensive line. That guy well, you drafted up. Ty in that that podcast fantasy league, and I was like, I was busting your balls about it. Oh well, the bad timing, but I was I was just watching highlights. The other day, where Brissett was hitting Ty sixty yards in stride. That's the only guy that 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 arguably could make Ty Hilton a better fantasy player because yeah. they have nobody else. I mean, I don't I don't buy Marlon Mack now that you know with Jacoby Brissett, you're not going to play that team straight up. You're not going to play them honest. You're going to force them, you know, to throw the ball. And the only guy who's going to get open other than Ebron is is Ty Hilton. I mean. So, yeah, and, and in the year that Brissett played, he still put up numbers. I mean, is he going to put up the same kind of numbers that he probably would have with Luck? No, but, I mean, you know, I did pretty fucking good. I, I auto-drafted that team, so I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about that team. Hey, good for you. I'm glad I got some input. <laughs> nice, nice work. Anything uh, uh, from we, HMD Studios? Yeah, what's going on? We probably stole all your stuff, but hit us with the... No, I got a couple of things. Adam Johns wrote a pretty cool article on Khalil Mack inviting people over his house for three-point shootouts, and I guess if you lost, I mean, he was even, this is the kind of guy Mack is, even the undrafted rookies were invited over, and if you lost, you had to do 25 push-ups or whatever, so that was kind of cool to hear Khalil's, like, one of the guys, you know what I mean, and it's he's, he's a superstar, but yet he's just one of the boys. He's just got a cool balance about him. I thought it was. A, uh, did you guys get a chance to hear? I, I think he mentioned it on the la- the podcast I just did. Well, I did hear I did hear Javon Wims talking about it a while back, talking about going over and shooting at his house. That he's a straight savage on that hoop. Like, he's got indoor. He's got indoor half court. Yeah, he's got his own. He's, I mean, and then the Wims was like, Wims was like, man, it's not fair. This is your court because because Khalil is draining on that court like he is well, he's got that he's got his own in-house barber i think he said on the podcast like oh yeah yeah Khalil doesn't have to go anywhere and he invites the players over and yeah, how smart is, is that so it smart. Is smart stay Just out of the limelight stay out of the, stay out of the limelight stay out of the I mean, trouble stay out of the duis stay out of all that shit stay in your fucking house if i was rich i would never Make leave money house. like the hell no and if i and if i did there'd be somebody else driving like for sure like, it still pisses me off. I see these guys on Instagram, like, these fools are out there driving their cars with no fucking seatbelt on, like, singing and, you know, dancing around with the with the Instagram camera on. I'm just like, come on, bro. Like, this is corny. Right. I mean, I know they don't got that Khalil Mack money, but 
Jeez. We also got uh, Anthony Miller and Aaron Lynch back in practice, so that's that's good. And Anthony Miller said he will be ready for Week One, so that's always that's Hell always yeah. always good to hear. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm starting to think that Aaron Lynch has like a clause in his contract where he just doesn't have to practice. Man, you, I like <laughs> I like Lynch when, when he when he's playing, man. I like him. But I just I just think it's funny that he's like a made man. It's like what has this guy ever done? He's a veteran. That's all you see. He's, he's a solid cool, veteran. He's got a cool mustache and and uh, oh. and, he, and he hangs out on the sideline with Khalil. That's there you go, Khalil's boy. He got that nice nice mustache. Clip. Is important. Yeah, yeah. We didn't touch on the Adam Hogue article, but he watched what, 581 snaps at Trubisky. Every snap. I mean, I, yeah, that's I, wild. I, I took some positive. That's a hell of some, an article. It is some some things kept arising for me though. Gabriel was open. <laughs> that kept popping up. Like yeah. we, I know a lot. There was a lot of talk about the the stats that Miller lost last year, but K- Gabriel was open a lot, man. I he, he had a lot of missed opportunities, and um, and a lot of almost picked off was mentioned a couple times too. Overall, it was positive because there was improvement shown. So I think going forward, it was a positive article. But I just those are kind of things that stuck out to me. Gabriel was open, and Gabriel's my guy, so of course it's going to stick out to me. But I, I just think there's a lot left on the field for him last season too. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I think that if you if you do that with any quarterback, aside from the let's take away the top five, I did it with Chase Daniel. We'll get into that later. Did you? Oh, no, did you? Let's. You, you broke down all uh, all 125 <laughs> plays that he was on. <laughs> like, I got deep into it. Yeah, you're like, and let's. We're gonna start with the kneel down in the Tampa game. Um, I felt that he, <laughs> he really could have kneeled down a little bit faster. Um, normally he goes with his right knee, and he went with his left. I mean, I just feel like you know. We felt like changing it up, man. Yeah. Are you a backup? Or are you a backup? <laughs> no, but I mean, I feel like it, it, it was it was what we thought it was, which was that, you know, it's a roller coaster. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the Mitch coaster. And uh, oh, we were know, frustrated after the first couple of games last season. Listen, everybody forgets this team started three and three last year. Shit was not sweet. Like right. there was no club dub after six games. We were just kind of like, like, you know what I mean? Like, and, and Fangio was not riding a white horse around town either. You know, like, I mean, they act like this guy was like, he's generational. Yeah. I mean, like, get the fuck out of here. This guy, it took, it took how many years that guys got one foot in the grave and then he finally gets a head coaching job and we're acting like he's the second coming of, of, uh, you know, fucking the buddy Ryan or something. Like, I mean, get out of here. Like, like he's been a secret all these years. He's been in the league. Yeah, I mean, and listen, it was it, it, it was great when they got him. I mean, because it's the first time in a long time. And and, and honestly, you know, when, when we hired Fox, it was also great because it was like the first time in forever that the Bears actually got people with a resume, like an actual NFL track record of, of success. And they actually wanted to come to the Bears like, holy shit, you know. Uh, I mean, but he interviewed with San Francisco for the head coaching job before he came here, and then he interviewed for the head coaching job here, and then he finally got Denver. But if this was a guy like people are making him out to be, he would have had a head coaching job a long time ago. the only reason he has a head coaching job now is because the guy who hired him is an old-school dude in John Elway. You know, and basically John Elway wants – basically John Elway wants to run the offense and, and not have the head coach say a fucking word about it, and that's exactly who Fangio wants to be. 
<laughs> Fangio basically wants to be... I'm not taking be... anything away from Vic. I just don't... I mean, Fangio to Pagano, I just don't see a huge... I don't see... I'm just saying, like, I don't... It's The reason that the Bears were so great was not even 50% about Fangio last year. Uh, when, you know, I give him credit for, for taking the team, you know, the Rex Tucker hot garbage and at least, you know, making it respectable. Uh, but, you know, the only the only reason he got Mel good. All oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> Not Rex Tucker. Sorry. Mel Tucker. Right. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, sorry. sorry, Rex. Sorry, sorry. Rex Tucker. We'll send you fucking, we will send you flowers. You don't deserve that kind of heat. <laughs> That's true. But, but I mean, I just don't think that, like, I mean, he, you know, as soon as he didn't have good players and Pro Bowl players in San Francisco, his defenses weren't anything. And, I mean, you drop Khalil Mack onto any defense. I mean, you know, it, it's going to, you know, it's going to work out. I mean, you know, and they. Well, they were top ten before Mack got there. Yes, that's the point. That is. They were, but they were not like they. You know, you give him Eddie Jackson. You give. You know, you 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 get Kyle Fuller to finally be who he's supposed to be. You put Roquan Smith but on. The a lot defense. of that. A lot of that was you, Vic get, getting that out of Kyle. That that yeah. would. I, I think a lot of that credit has to go to Vic. Agree. Agree. I mean, I'm not going to disagree with that, but I'm just saying there were plenty of points last season where we were like, "What the fuck, Vic? Like, what are you doing? Your fourth quarter." Is bullshit. The way you call the game is bullshit. What is Khalil Mack doing? Why is he in coverage? Like, I mean, there was a lot of things, and everybody, you know, I mean, like today they 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 put out this thing where it was like, I guess, you know, they asked coaches who's the most confusing defensive scheme to, and 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 Lafleur and uh, McVeigh and Shanahan, you know, the the three musketeers, you know, of uh, young head coaches all said Fangio, and here we go again. Let's crank up the, you know, the regression takes and start spitting them out, you know, and so it's like everybody's got to go well, right back to the key thing that you said is young head coaches. Fangio's yeah. probably like, oh, I got this. Exactly. I mean, you know, he, what made, I mean? You know he made Sean McVay and, and Jared Goff look like idiots. I mean, you don't think Pagano's going Pagano's going to bring heat, man. Like I said, we might give up a couple bigger plays than we did last year, but dude, right. we're gonna well, we are gonna intimidate teams. Right, and and at the end of the day, too, Pagano. Uh, I mean, other than Robert Mathis, it's not like he had a bunch of talent in in Indy either. I mean, well. We got we got an aggressive we got an aggressive offensive coach and we have an aggressive defensive coach. You don't think there's a reason they're resting these horses right now? They're gonna unload these guys. Exactly, it, they're gonna be sick. And and I think it's very 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 important that that Pagano and Nagy's energies match a little bit too. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Like I think that that's that's a huge thing that's being totally underplayed. You know, is that, you know, I mean, this is not some fucking slouch that they got in Pagano. You know what I mean? Like, this is, this is, you know, like, I mean, the guy, you know, he, he, he didn't probably do everything he could have done in Indy. But if, if Pagano had the run that he had, I mean, it's almost like Lovey Smith. It, you know, he had a Lovey Smith-like run, except he didn't go to the Super Bowl. But, but he had a, you know, I mean, they were, had a lot of 11 and 5 years you know, and and if even if he was the head coach of the Bears and put that together, you know, I mean, this guy would be hosting a radio show in Chicago every single day, and he'd eat for free every single night. You know, like, but it's like he's a bum. 
you know, because uh, Dan Dockich and, and Ch- you know, Kent Sterling, you know, don't like him or whatever. And it's like, how do you hate this guy? Like, I mean, I've been in love with him ever since he gave that speech, you know, uh, after he came back from leukemia. Like, I mean, you know, regardless of who he's going to coach for, I was like, that was a fucking, that was like a powerful moment. You know, and they and you saw the the thing on the video that they did in Indy, Chair. I mean, that was that was serious. Like that was not some, you know. No, oh, that guy is well respected in that town and right, well loved. And there's a reason why. You know, it's like not I just because uh, he had cancer. Oh, we we feel for cancer guy. No, right. it wasn't like that at all. He's, He's respected by us. Former college players came back to Indy to play for him. The Miami crew got back together in Indy to play for Pagano. This is a guy that he's he's loved. Ed Reed. Mm-hmm. Ed Reed brought him up in the, in the Hall of Fame yes. weekend. Talks about you know him I mean? being the guy who taught him how to play, made him the best player he could be. Like, I mean, I just it's like these guys just turn off their brains to make these hot takes. Yeah. It's like none mm-hmm. of it fucking makes any sense, man. I mean, like. Just, you know, I mean, I get it. It's like, you know, statistically, I suppose it's likely that the that the defense, you know, quote unquote, regresses a little bit. But it's just Again, being overblown. It's, it's, it's safe. They just came off a historic year right. is what just happened. It's safe. Right. Okay, they regress. So if they get like, if they don't match themselves statistically from the year before, they regress. But uh, you got to understand we're playing a first place schedule. <laughs> so right. it's a safe freaking thing to say. We're right. playing a tougher schedule. Right. They they could be just as dominant and still look statistically regressed, but it's it's just safe bullshit. Right. I mean, and one thing I will say, and I mentioned this before, is that the, the, the you can look at this, and I think this is a real thing, is that we played a lot of backup quarterbacks last year. This year, we are not doing we're that. We're playing some we teams. Playing, we're playing a Drew Brees. We're playing Patrick Mahomes. You know, we're we're playing some. We're scheduled some, to play. Correct. And, you know, whether those guys make it through the game, I don't know. Um, right. <laughs> you know, the Very reason true. we played a lot of backup quarterbacks is because they did not make it through the game. I mean, we the need Arizona... to score more offensively this year. That's just that's just right. I mean, the, Ariz- the Arizona game, I mean, you know, all of a sudden Josh Rosen was in there, uh, you know. But again, we barely freaking won that game, you know, because the offense couldn't do anything. So. I mean, I don't know. At the end of the day, like, I just, it's like, just get us to September 5th because this shit is like. Thank I mean, you. That's, like, that's where the horses, at. the horses are in the pens and they the are. Pony ch- ready to ride. Yeah. I mean, they are chomping. The, the, the smoke is coming out of their nostrils. You know, like it's, it's just, it's just time, man. It is time to unleash the beast. And I just feel like this defense, they are reading all of this stuff. Like, you know they are reading all this stuff, and they are loving it. Like, haha, Clinton Dix is so fucking motivated, like, to crush Green Bay. In his heart of hearts, he is ready to murder these people. Like, he Aaron Rodgers tripped your coach. There That's, you that go. should be enough. Yeah. Put that bones. up in the locker room. Right. You know, and it's like, I mean, I don't know. It's just time to fucking play the game. Cause Eddie, Eddie, Eddie seemed ready in the interview today, man. He was like, uh, yeah, oh, ready they're ready to get out there. You, you, yeah, they're, their, goal, their goal is to is they've set some very lofty goals for themselves. Yeah. And I, I just have a hard time, short of like injuries happening, not seeing them be like even better. 
I mean, it may not be that many touchdowns. It may not be technically that many turnovers. Bottom line, we're, we're expecting to get to a Super Bowl. Bottom line. As a fan base, that's where we're at. And when people try to come test that, we're gonna, we're we're like, right. we're ready to lash out because that's how we're feeling right now as a fan base. Right. It, and people don't it's, like it's, that. it's Miami or bust. Well, I mean, I, at the end of the day, they don't like that. And then you know, I'm sure every fan base feels this like kind of. They don't you know, want. They don't want us back, man. No. We'll be all over the smoke. place. Oh no! Hell smoke. no! They don't want their stadium. They hate before. us. Because they, they hate us. Because they, 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 they know us. they know what's gonna happen. Like oh, they already don't like it when when as it is now. I mean, hell, the Bears the Bears get a sniff and half the crowd at every damn stadium is Bears fans. Oh like, yeah, people take it over, of, man. People come out of the woodwork. People are dusting off freaking you know like uh, Johnny Knox jerseys, <laughs> slapping oh, yeah. them on, getting it getting it on. You know like. Uh, I mean, speak. Dude, speaking of some throwback, right? Like, uh, they got that Bears bar from the SNL skit. I guess oh, uh, that Streeterville Timothy O'Toole is going to have it from the fifth into the weekend. It's going to have some Chicago-themed food and drinks and the, the Superfans photo backdrop and the table set up that way. And should be pretty. That's kind of dope, man. I don't know if you're going to be able to get a chance to get over there, but that just seems kind of cool. Yeah, my old man uh, self is going to kick in on that, and I'm not going to go anywhere near that fucking zoo, but um, <laughs> I will definitely look at the pictures of it on Twitter. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, that's going to be a fucking zoo. I mean, Timothy O'Toole's is a fucking zoo to begin with, and then you add that into the mix. I know, I, I, I ain't hitting that up. <laughs> but uh, uh, it, I bet you it's kind of thing that could go on. I mean, they did dope a, for us um, all go together, then get a picture for the pod. They did a, stay, they did a Saved by the Bell uh pop-up place here that lasted for a while it was like based on the restaurant or whatever from saved by the bell and that lasted for a while it's just like the new thing is these pop-up places with themes and whatnot so you remember I mean, kelly cool. back in the day right sure kapowski hell yeah oh i need to go hey, do you. a kapowski oh that's right so, yeah, anything else on the old HM Dizzle? Bukowski. Yeah, that Bukowski. dude. That, that, guy. that dick. Like he's, he's, he's trying to make a career off just coming at us. Like, man. It's working out for him so far. Uh, he's just a moron, though. I can't not, wait to he's see. Not, he's I not getting on the radio see. like Lombardi did, but. He's going to have to. He's going to end up deleting his account after September 5th. Well, that's what's crazy is like somebody pointed out today that when when uh, when the Packers were looking at Pagano, he had all these nice things to say about him. But then as soon as the Bears hire him, it's like he sucks. <laughs> like he's yeah. he, he can't even keep up with his own bullshit. Cause he's, just well, he's so high on Fangio. Fangio teabagged you, bro. Like Fangio said, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm going to interview just to <laughs> like, yeah, he just, didn't end up going there. Just to you know raise, I mean? yeah, just to, just to, you know, because he could. I mean, at the end of the day, he could. If you got that many people want to talk to you, what are you going to say, no? He said, no, I'd rather be the defense coordinator of the Bears and come head coach your team. Right. Exactly. Because your defense sucks okay. and, and, and you got crybaby bitch at quarterback. I mean, I'm surprised Aaron Rodgers hasn't pulled an Andrew Luck yet. <laughs> Wow. A couple more years of playing against Khalil Mack getting his ass cracked. He might. 
Right. <laughs> and the last the last thing I got is that the Hallis Hall remodel was brought up by Nagy and Eddie, and Eddie said it actually rivals Bama, which is known as one of the state of the art facilities in college football. Mm-hmm. Um, Nagy's saying it may, you know, it's gonna end up being something where when free agents come to see it, that could be a that could be a game changer. Like that's how it's just cool for us to finally hear like this team's spending money, this team's updating, like. It's getting real, man. And, uh, yeah. That they should be doing. And they need exactly. next up, next up, throw it at the stadium, please. But Nagy said, like guys that have been around the league in Agreed. many facilities have said this is like state of the art, like one of the best facilities they've seen. I can't. I'm hoping the Bears kind of do a virtual, like do a tour for the fans, like on their website, so we kind of see. They've been talking about it. They 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 they've been talking about it during a series of videos. I yeah. Mean, they wanna, so the, they want to show it off. The Colts do like their own hard knocks kind of thing, which oh, I thought yeah. was they were advertising it during the the broadcast. I was like, that'd be kind of cool if the Bears ever did something like that. It's called like in, inside training camp. They have their own little episodes and stuff. So that that would be kind of cool if, if the Bears end up. Bet you they ain't doing that show anymore. The Colts. No. <laughs> <laughs> They're all in mourning, bro. That would have been great morning. for hard knocks, though. Yeah, it's ugly. They're everybody's like, can I can I wear an Anna Vinatieri jersey? Is that acceptable? <laughs> oh, speaking of him, man, I saw him on the sidelines. Like it looked like they brought like a guy back from like like an old school player back to just rock his jersey on the sideline. That dude looks old, man. Yeah, he's like, old. When are him and Tom gonna stop taking HGH and just call it quits? Uh, Vinatieri don't got the good stuff though. <laughs> Tom got that. Tom got that clean. The, the designer shit. Tom, yeah, Tom got that. The Vinatieri's taking that TB12 that stepped on his fuck. <laughs> 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 he, he, look, he looking old, bro. That expired TB12. We're not selling. Yeah, yeah you got you get that cooker salary TB12. <laughs> can't be getting that. Can't be getting that top top. Uh, fucking Tom Brady's injecting stem cells into his eyeballs daily. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that dude don't make no sense. That doesn't make, that hate, doesn't make any sense. He, he is like, what is he, 43 years old? And he looks better than when he was drafted. Like, seriously, look at. I'm, I'm going to be 42. I could not imagine being voluntarily in a car crash for three hours on a yeah. Sunday. You know what it is? Giselle must be a fountain of youth, man. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Something, man. Something. She's found the cash. Something. Yeah, sure. she's worth more than he is. Yeah. Think about that. Well, we've been all over the place tonight. Yeah. It's, it's a <laughs> fucking it's a fucking tailgate, tailgate and there's bro. no and there's no fucking games. God damn it, we need some games to get played. And there's no fucking <laughs> script because it's a goddamn tailgate. Yeah, ain't no ain't no flow, ho. So <laughs> No flow, ho. Uh, the keg is I mean, tap, boys. We're gonna be like, we're gonna be like uh, Popeyes and be like, yo, we ain't got no more sandwiches. Sorry. Oh, Isn't that so the, sad? One near, <laughs> the, the, the one near me actually ran out of sandwiches. Yeah, they're, like, out, they're, they're done. They're putting it whole thing done. on pause. As a company, they put it on pause. They're like, we're gonna bring it back and have it on the menu, but we could like, they can't, they can't keep up. It's they're gonna it's not like playing. The it's turned to the. 
They sold like millions of chicken sandwiches this week, bro. <laughs> like, <laughs> and people are like jumping through the windows in the takeout and shit. I saw a video of that. Yo, like, people are not playing. Like, <laughs> no more sandwiches. It's like, ooh. yo, they don't. Yeah, they ain't. They ain't playing. That that we'll was talking about the chicken sandwich now. It's no tenderloin, but there was a Popeyes good. in Connecticut that ended up closing, and because they ran out of chicken. And the lady was being interviewed on the news. She's like, how am I going to feed my family tonight? <laughs> that was your well, only option. <laughs> yeah, I mean, shit. In some of these neighborhoods, some neighborhoods in Chicago, there aren't a lot of options. Like, maybe at Harold's, like, shit, I never really liked this mild sauce, but I guess I'm going to fuck around and eat this mild sauce. <laughs> Chick-fil-A is like, we have sandwiches, it's not on Sundays. Well, it is fucked up, though, because the price of chicken, and it doesn't affect the price of chicken, like, nationwide. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, it's like, you know, every time Subway puts out a commercial, it's like, avocados. I'm like, oh, fuck. Avocados are going through the roof. Millions of chickens just getting slaughtered. Yeah. I mean, you know, chickens. They ain't had Mm -hmm. much of it. It was a pretty low ceiling for chickens. (laughs) (laughs) They They ain't tenderloins. Yeah, they they ain't no high draft pick chickens, neither. Nope. There no, no, there no Notre Dame chickens. <laughs> talking about no free talking, range, no more. Talking about Division three chickens at best. <laughs> High motor though. I mean, so many High chickens motor. gonna be killed. They might be running out of eggs, man. Those sandwiches I mean, are selling see, quick. Yeah, you should see this chicken <laughs> after his head was cut off. He must. He ran. He ran for 20 yards, breaking tackles. <laughs> hey, that's that's the next Notre Dame running back. You know, they, the the uh, the the Lions cut their great white hope uh, Zinner today. Oh, really? What are they gonna do? What are they gonna do? He's no Ryan Nall, but it's gonna be uh, interesting though, man. You got you got the game, the last game here, which like you said, probably doesn't mean much, but cuts over the weekend, and it's gonna oh, be interesting geez, to see. They, they got some they... tough tough decisions to make, man. I mean, they ain't gonna like. I don't. I'm on fucking clowny watch. I'm on clowny watch. I'm just gonna throw that, it out there. Is that code for something? What is that? What does that mean? No, I think Jay's chairs down with the insane clown posse now. I was gonna say, what are you <laughs> listening to another podcast in the background? No. <laughs> no. I mean that would be sick. I, I don't I can't see it, but I mean, you know We couldn't see Mac, that's all I'm gonna say. Uh, yeah, I mean shit. I yeah. I mean I'm you know we was we were John Cena and that shit too, so I'm not gonna even like, I just don't think we're in a in a like a win win now or bust mode, we're a young team. Like they they Yo, can't afford. Is that this. saying we're in a Super Bowl or bust mode? Which one is but it? I, I didn't know. I did not say. I did not say million dollars in cap space. You got twenty-two million dollars in cap space. Yeah, I said that the, the expectation is Super Bowl, but I don't think it's like if it doesn't happen this year, we're screwed. These these aren't guys at the end of the career, and if you can't afford, you're not gonna be able to afford to sign them. Like, I don't know. I don't see it. I, I mean, I'm not going to complain if you're right, Jer, but I just don't. I don't see yeah, it. I think, like I said. Jadavian Clowney fired his agent today. Yep. Bus Cook fired. If he Bus signs Cook with, was Cutler's guy, right? Uh, I don't know. Or, or was that That's Favre's? Simple, guys. Yes, Favre. Okay. I mean, guys are already making $16 million a year. So you're gonna use up your whole cap. It's not happening. Except for five million, if if you don't lose some salary in a trade. 
No, I think I just think that you, they're, they're going to try to see what they can get out of Floyd. I don't I don't see it happening. I'd be very surprised. I would be too. It'd be cool as hell, though. I'm not going to lie. No, it would be like round two. You know what I'm saying? Just be yep. fucking. We're we're round two. Here we go. Dude, it would be would... sweet to finally see that that potential out of Floyd that we've been waiting for, though. Seriously, like that that would be the sweetest thing. Yeah, but I just really got again. I don't know that we have to have that. Like, it'd be sweet. No, Mitch, I'm not saying we Mitch have to. Go to off. God, if he clicked this year, opposite Mac. Oh man. Well, if 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 there's a year for it to happen, it's with Pagano as as the coordinator. I think he's gonna give him every opportunity. He's got a um, toolbox, more tools than anybody else right. on the a team. Of, 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 he's we're really building the man. Uh, Got our Bob the tool, toolbox of concepts, and uh, you know, <laughs> Jeff Hostetler thinks I'm pretty cool. <laughs> Speaking of Giants quarterbacks, Bill wow. Sims came out. Bill Sims came out on his son's show and said that the Bears have the worst quarter backup quarterback situation in the NFL. Uh, that's fair. It is. I mean, you know, there's no points for. Uh, your tutoring ability at the end of the day it's not judged on uh, that is that does not play into uh, even to a point though like they brought Sanchez and now it's now it's Daniel and like we have a quarterback coach like what the fuck <laughs> like is he not doing his job where we need a quarterback with, in there too yeah, what's and up with we need rags, like Chewy man? in too and like how many people do you need I don't know how you want how you want quarterback coach put up. Man, he's got like everywhere he looks. Quarterback <laughs> coach. I know. It's like everybody's got flashcards. That's how I feel like it is with Mitch. You everybody's got children's like, there too. You got like you he got, can't. Yeah, he can't sit down without them being like, "What's this? What's this? What's this? Yeah, What's like, this?" <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, this is the defense. What do you do? What do you do? <laughs> and you gotta you gotta credit Mitch. He's handling it all great. But like in my mind, I'm like, like if I was Mitch, I'd be like. Fucking Chase, you haven't done shit on the field. How are you even telling me to do this shit? Like, why should I listen to your the example you're saying? Yeah, like Chase, you Chase can't even execute, up. bro. <laughs> like Chase calling him up, like, hey man, you want to talk about some plays? I said, like, yo, yo uh, Hillary's over here, bro. We're we're Netflix and chill right now. So, oh, once you once you, uh, <laughs> you, you go, uh, you know, hang out, make some popcorn, okay, Chase? Watch a little space balls. Yeah. I'm Burton busy. moved out. Burton, I mean, Burton, I'm a got young man. Huh? <laughs> Mike Burton got kicked out of Mitch's joint. Oh, Ser- yeah. Mike Burton's, Mike Burton's in New Orleans eating Popeye's chicken right now and getting real fat. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if he, you think he's even making that roster? I don't think so. No. Uh, Negative. Who? Yeah, exactly. I mean, Cam Meredith. Cam Meredith can't make it. I don't think Mike Burton's doing getting up there. I don't see that happening. Nope. Not one bit. Well, I think we fucking did the damn thing, boys. Oh there, what else there's to talk about? How about this? The Bears. The Bears. This time this time this time next week, it's real. Next time next Packers. week we will be sh- I will be strolling up to Soldiers Field and watching the Bears 
dismantled the Packers. That will be a final score of 55-3. to three. How, how are you Bears, getting there, bro? Uh, Mitchell Strabisky is going to throw for uh, four touchdowns. Uh, Khalil Mack is going to run uh, for one offensive touchdown and one defensive touchdown. And uh, I'm not too good at math, but there's going to be some more scoring. I believe Eddie Pinero will hit a 70-yard field goal at one point during the game. <laughs> I also feel that Akeem Hicks will uh, do a quick kick and probably score on a safety uh, of some sort. And that'll but how, get how are you getting to the game? Uh, I, probably uh, Uber. <laughs> From who? No, uh, you know, fucking A, man. We're almost there. Thank God. I don't think we could last another week. Uh, next week's pod oh, should be shit. pretty damn hype. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fucking A right, boys. Well, it's, uh, apparently we do have to play the Titans first. Ugh. I don't even know why that's happening. But uh, Preseason needs to be eliminated. Just do some joint practices and call it a day. It's I think that's where we're headed. It's brutal. Or, you know, like I said, you know, let the first teams play. I will say this. I, I had a ball. <laughs> well, at, yeah. least you didn't, at least you didn't have two, right? Am I right? Oh, but did you, uh, did, did you, I mean, did you, how much, I mean, not to say how much, but did you throw down a decent amount of coin for that ticket? You were real close. Yeah, we were right. We were field level. Uh, we threw a, not even a regular season price ticket. I'd say probably divide that by two. Right. And that's probably what we spent on that seat that we got from tick splits actually that he actually got from tick splits so there you go did you use the promo code tailgate we did save five percent we were saving motherfuckers man that's nice i wish they'd put up a stadium like that the lake friend about to get our first check boys (laughs) (laughs) dividends are rolling in (laughs) (laughs) motherfucking ching <laughs> Between that and the T-shirt sales, we're golden. Oh, it's happening, snap. boys. Shirt sales. I think you're the only one that has bought any shirts, but hey, it's all good. <laughs> you love shirts. Yeah. Fuck. I need to burn a couple. That's true. There are a couple that could get a nice, you know, uh, outdoor fire season is coming. Yeah, it That's is. Right. It's true. Yep. That Kevin White one's definitely going to be thrown into the mix. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right, boys, let's wrap it up. It's another episode of a dead tailgate show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting. Please rate, subscribe, click. If you you really want to after the last 10 minutes. Yeah. (laughs) You still want to? Shout out to everybody that uh, tunes in and downloads and you know, does the does the fucking thing for us. We appreciate it, and uh, you know we like doing this. We hope uh, it's gonna be. Uh, we know it's gonna be a great season, and uh, we we thank you for uh, for your support for sticking with us. This episode is also brought to you by Powder Milk Biscuits. No, <laughs> I wish awesome. we could do a Blue Chew ad, but we just haven't landed them yet. I mean, we could do one. It'd, just, it'd, just be, on, it'd be on spec. 
<laughs> I mean, you know, I had to do a TB12 ad. Right. That's it, boys. Another episode of Dead Tailgate Show. The bars. Yeah,